is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is The Monty Show. Live on your YouTube device every single day, three mountain, two Pacific, five Eastern. Hello, we are presented by The Advocates. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. I'm telling you guys, you know somebody, hey, maybe they got hurt at work. Maybe they got hit while they were driving to work. Maybe they got knocked off their bicycle over the weekend while they were training for their triathlon. Be ready. It's not a matter of if, it's when, and you need to be prepared with the best. The Advocates at theadvocates.com, or you never pay unless and until the Advocates win your case. Make sure you chat with an attorney live online for free at theadvocates.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Hello to everybody. Happy Wednesday already, May 31st here on the Monty Show. And as usual, we have a ton of news to get to today. Um, you know, and I know I, I, you guys know where we're going to start, right? I mean, you know where we're going to start mm -hmm. as the Pac-12 burns. And it is remarkable to me that we are what is supposed to be in the slow season now. And there is no slow season because today we get news on this holiday bowl, Pac-12 UCLA lawsuit coming out of the COVID period. Um, you get this story out of San Diego state on three sports is reporting, um, that San Diego State's president said, quote, we're the number one, end quote, expansion option for the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, that story today, you have a meeting of meetings in West Virginia that's not really a meeting, but everybody's denying. And the Big 12 would not confirm or deny that Arizona State, Arizona, and Colorado are currently uh, at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia, um, uh, meeting with members of the Big 12, who, by the way, is having a procedural meeting at the Greenbrier today. Um, we were able to confirm that. I mean, there, this is, Jake, it seems like the top of the news cycle in a period of time where we should probably be talking about the Cubs losing again to Tampa. Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's one of these situations where you know, there's a lot happening in expansion. There's a lot happening, obviously, with the Pac-12. And I think the, the the real thing of it is, nice shot. Wow, that, wow, was, that was pretty cool. Hey, there work. we go. Let's go, baby. Uh, no, I think, I think what's happening is, you know, the ball is rolling now. You know, for so long, like last year, we take this thing all the way back to, you know, September and back of the envelope calculations with George, right? And if you go all the way back to that, and we look at how this thing has progressed and how the momentum has built and how, how the conversation has, has really caught fire for the pack to, to uh, you know, whatever word you want to use, break up, disintegrate, crumble, whatever adjective you prefer. Like, they are going in the wrong direction. And so that's forcing their member institutions to have conversations. And the problem is the Big 12 is this, is this conference that's awesome, Love what they have going on, obviously. We speak very highly of them on the showroom. But the problem is, is when you're the conference that all these teams are coming to, you gotta have like classified, you know, dark room conversations. You gotta you gotta find a way to meet with conference officials, 
the Rick Georges of the world, if you will, or, you know, Taylor Randall or any of these people on that level, you got to have conversations with those people in person, in a room, face to face without the media finding out or without the masses finding out. And so that's why I think we get things like this meeting, you know, uh, in West Virginia or, 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 or any of these conversations that we've told you about. That's why those things happen. And in the bigger picture, what that tells me is yes, the ball is rolling. We are moving down the yellow brick road to schools like Colorado moving out of the conference. But again, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say it's really ballsy for San Diego State to come out and say you're the number one option for Pac-12 expansion when everybody and their mom in the Pac-12 is talking to the Big 12 and the Big 10. I'm not really sure how that works out for you, San Diego State. I'm not sure how that how that pans. Well, and I think we've talked about this repeatedly, folks. And I, I think when we look at the situation with, you know, Big 12, Pac-12 expansion, and I think you look at the situation that we've been talking about for the last several days. I mean, very clearly, San Diego State is in a precarious situation. Remember back to the fact that, hey, they they said, J.D. Wicker, the athletic director, said, hey, we're going somewhere. It's either the Big 12 or the Pac-12. We don't know yet. Yeah. Now you have their president on the record as saying we're the number one expansion target for the Pac-12. The question becomes the value of San Diego State to the Big 12. That's, mm -hmm. that's the nuts and bolts of this whole thing because I personally – don't see a lot of value for San Diego State in the Big 12. Geographically speaking, sure. Southern California has quite the, the ad inventory and the ad dollar to spend. My firm belief is that now belongs to the Big 10 with, with SC and UCLA. I don't see how San Diego State makes a financial dent from an advertiser you know, branding perspective, whether it's Toyota, Budweiser, whoever you want to point to. I don't see how that makes that much sense that the Big 12's like, we got to have San Diego State. I just simply don't believe that it does. I think San Diego State has one card to play, and that card is the Pac-12 survives and we're, we're the golden goose. If they don't survive, I don't see how San Diego State has significant value to the rest of the country. And it's what we talked about back in the day when San Diego State lit us up over email and phone call and talked about how they were no commenting and they planted that seed with Seth Davis and J.D. Wicker. Mm -hmm. J.D. Wicker refused to meet with us. J.D. Wicker refused to talk to us because J.D. Wicker doesn't want to ask, be asked and answer follow-up questions. Like, Sorry, folks. That's what it is. I don't know. What do you believe is going to happen in the Pac-12? How concerned are you that the Pac-12 does not exist a year from now? Because that's, that's a real question. July 1st, 2024, does the Pac-12 conference still exist? Um, I think... The likelihood is, in some form or fashion, it does. But is it in the form or fashion that it is now? I think that is highly, highly unlikely. You have reported clandestine meetings. And again, I want to make sure that we get this clear. The Big 12 to us today would not comment. They didn't confirm it. They didn't deny it. They just didn't comment. They said, we don't have a comment on that. When I asked specifically, hey, is Arizona, Arizona State and Colorado at the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. We were told yesterday night, hey, you guys might want to look into this meeting. Okay, great. We did that. I believe that they are there based on what staff at the hotel has told us. I believe, in my opinion, that there is going to be motion before summer break happens here for staff and executives at these universities. Yeah. I just don't see how this goes on. We have been told for weeks and months and, and really half a year now that the inevitable 
end of the Pac-12, and I want to be careful, I'm not trying to couch my words, but with all due respect, the inevitable end of the Pac-12 as we know it now, I think we are on the precipice of that today. I think when you look at these meetings and you look at the things that are, are being talked about, I don't see how Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State don't leave the Pac-12. I was told today, and I think we've talked about them as a broadcast partner uh, for the, the Pac-12 for many months now. I was told that the Pac-12 and Apple TV have had recent conversations, but they are far apart on the financial details of that, any of, any of that kind of an agreement. And when we talk about the changing face of the Pac-12, what have we told you since October? There is most of this conference who does not believe that 100% content on stream is a viable option for the Pac-12. And if that is the case, I think you're going to lose half the conference. I think certainly Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, and Washington will be gone if you go 100% Apple TV and streaming. And by the way, you're not going to get a grant of rights on that in the conference that it is currently constituted now. And I think that's the single biggest hurdle this conference faces is getting 10 members who frankly, as we've reported again for weeks and months, have very different views on the viability of 100% streaming for their tier one rights. They're very, very best games. Mm -hmm. I don't believe President Kose, uh at Washington, who again, I will tell you, carries the most water in this town of the Pac-12. She does not want all streaming. She has made that very, very clear. Thanks. And I think you know the wild card continues to be in this whole situation, especially with Apple TV. What does Utah say about this? Because everybody wants to throw around this magical term, the four corner schools. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah could walk out the door on the Pac-12 today and be in the Big 12 if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. They are all four, in my opinion, the most in-demand brands in this conference. But I don't believe, in my mind anyway, and from what we've heard, I don't believe that Utah is ready to do that. I think Utah and Taylor Randall, the president of Utah, will wait until the very last second before he were to make a decision about leaving this conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think, look, I, I, I think it's, I don't agree with waiting until the last second. But again, I'm not Taylor Randall, right? Like, obviously, it needs to be said, and we need to be respectful. Like, hey, he, he's running the university. Like, he obviously has his reasons for that decision. Now, again, if it was me, my opinion's always been, I think Utah's a phenomenal institution. Uh, you know, academically, you know, from a medical standpoint, obviously athletics, like you've got a lot of reasons to be attracted uh, to Utah if you're the Big 12. And, and the other thing that I, I feel like, you know, kind of gets skipped over in expansion talks is, you know, programs like UCF or Cincinnati or hell, even BYU. There's going to be an adjustment period for those programs where they're not going to be good teams for a minute, you know, and they're going to have to recruit and kind of build up their their rosters. And you're just going to go through that process. But honest to God, I feel like, you know, a Utah, uh, 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 certainly in Arizona State, even I'm even happy to throw Arizona in there, certainly in basketball. Those are programs that are going to compete in the top half of the table in the Big 12 right now. They're yeah. very attractive to you. They can make money for you now. So to me, when I, when I say, Hey, Taylor Randall, why are we waiting till the last second? What, what is the, what is the hesitancy or, or maybe a better way to say it is what is the buy-in to the PAC 12's path right now in the PAC 12's opportunity? Cause, cause ultimately that's like, if you're running an institution, is that not what you're looking at? Like just all the time, like literally every day, 
in every conversation. Hey, what opportunity do we have to get better today? Or what opportunity do we have to to make the institution healthier, to make it more profitable, to make right. it a better place for, right. for people to come and get an education or to get a football scholarship or whatever? That's what you're doing all day long. So if I'm Taylor Randall, and again, I'm not hating on the guy. I think he's done a phenomenal job, but I do wonder why not be out in front of this thing? Why not be setting the pace? Why not be controlling the news cycle and saying things like, yeah, like we believe, like similar to what Rick George said, right? Oh, up in Colorado. Hey, like, dude, like we love the Pac-12, but we're in a situation where we got to look at all our options because frankly, we're negotiating a TV deal and, and we don't have a deal done yet. So now we have to look at all our options and I got to make sure the university's in the best spot it can be. Who's going to blame him for saying that? Because I'm not going to blame him. No, I'm, I'm gonna, not. I, you damn I'm right, not I'm going to talk all. about it. I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to, you know, like that would be huge news. But you can kind of see the power that Utah would have if they would just embrace that. And that's what I wish we saw more of. Yeah, I, I, think, this, I think this situation with the Pac-12 and Apple, I mean, we, we heard that they had talks last week, um, and the conversations had been ongoing sporadically, but that – you know, they, they, the Pac-12 was, by some accounts, um, looking for more money than Apple TV was willing to pay. So we'll see how all that plays out. And I, I, I just think as we get back into this Pac-12 situation, I just don't see how you have a positive outcome here. Mm -hmm. I, w I would love to tell you that all 10 of these teams are staying together. I, I don't see how that happens now. I truly do not. And I think we told you yesterday... Uh, on this show that, you know, our firm belief is that um, you're going to get Gonzaga in the Big 12. We've been, we've been telling you that since March. Um, it makes perfect sense. I still maintain that if you look at Oregon State, I think Oregon State delivers you another option in the, in the Pacific time zone. Um, but I think you're going to get four teams to jump to the Big 12 very, very soon. I think before the before – I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen in the next 10 days. Uh, I just think that Arizona, Arizona State, and by the way, I've talked to people at Arizona State. The meeting, the meeting, this Board of Regents meeting tomorrow is not having to do with the Big 12. Um, it is a procedural executive session. Um, all of their agendas are online. Yes, it is true, an executive session. They have the ability to talk about anything they want, but if there was a proposed move on the table to move Arizona and Arizona State, uh, to the Big 12, that would have to be on a public agenda. Yeah. And it is not. Um, they can update those agendas up to 24 hours before their meeting. They did not update them today. The Board of Regents meeting, we are told for Arizona, is, is not related to, to realignment. So I know that everybody wants to kind of point fingers at these meetings. Yeah. That's not what it's about. I would also remind you there's a lot of these schools that have their fiscal year that's coming to an end on June 1st. Yeah. So you're getting a lot of Board of Regent meetings related to the end of the fiscal year and allocating funds and, you know, approving summer costs. And I mean, you have a lot of business that's done that has nothing to do with realignment. John Teal first one in today. Uh, Big 12 needs to jump on San Diego State and get into the SoCal market. I get it. UCLA and USC is a 9-11-356. Is that a Porsche reference? Uh, but a 914 is still a Porsche, and that's San Diego State. You know, I, I appreciate that. Um, I do. 
appreciate that. Answer it. Yeah, this is actually... Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, it's funny. We've been getting, we've been getting a bunch of calls yes. lately about, about these, you know, these meetings and these different things. And I think what's really interesting is that there is a lot of, like, hide-and-seek that happens where you'll get calls from here, you'll get calls from there. And, and, I, and I really think there's a lot of... There's a lot of tenderness around this situation. I know that's kind of an interesting word to use, but but you look at this situation and people are really, really hesitant to confirm or deny or give details or whatever, right? And so for me, I just <clears throat> I just think of it and I, and, I, and I say, yeah, I do think these meetings out east, I do think they happen. That, that's my opinion. We're not being told that, obviously. We've already told you the Big 12 no commented us, but... When my guy, when my guy's phone over here rings, <laughs> and it's from a certain area, uh, you know, w we need to answer those calls. And so for me, I, again, I, I look at the Pac-12, and I look at these schools, and I feel like they've been forced into a situation where they have to have these these conversations. They have to. They don't have a choice because if you if you are in a situation where your Colorado, your Oregon, your Washington, your your any of these schools that might be looking to move, you got to have conversations before before you can do that. And unfortunately, unfortunately, people want to know about those things. And so we wind up having this cat and mouse game and I think it's really interesting that people aren't embracing cuz if I was a Colorado, if I was uh like I said, an Arizona State, you know, one of these one of these big boy names in the Pac-12, I would be I would be careful with what I said, but I would definitely be playing the game very aggressively because I think every day that goes by, today's May 31st, every single day that goes by from today forward, there is more pressure building, more pressure building, more pressure building on the pack, pipe busting, if you will, on, on the pack falling apart. And so if you can see the light at the end of the tunnel here, in, in a sense you don't have a choice but to have secret meetings and have conversations and do these different things. You have to do it. Well, I can tell you that was Bob Berta from the Big 12 who just called me back. Mm -hmm. um, and Bob categorically denies uh, that there are any other members at the Greenbrier Hotel. Mm -hmm. um, Bob, I, and I trust Bob. I've, I have dealt with Bob in the past. Um, he has been he has been very straightforward with me. I would have no reason to think that Bob was being dishonest. Uh -huh. uh, Bob told me at the Greenbrier Hotel that straight away uh, the existing members of the Big Twelve are there, and the four incoming members of the Big Twelve are there, and it is strictly a procedural, normal spring business meeting for the Big Twelve, and that he category he used the words categorically deny that any of the Pac-12 schools or Gonzaga are on the property at the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. Gonzaga. So Bob Berta from the Big 12, I don't know why he would be dishonest. Why would he come on the record and say, because I said to him, hey, on the record. He said, absolutely, on the record. It is the current members of the Big 12 and the four incoming members. That is it. Hmm. Those other schools are not here. Oh, that's interesting. I think... I don't know, know. And I don't know I, why know. he would do that if yeah. they were there. Yeah, I mean, I... I Okay, I think on one hand, I think in just being fair in the conversation, right? Not not accusing Bob of being dishonest at sure. all. 
But I think in fairness to the conversation, I think there is a lot of incentive to say, hey, it's just the existing members. That, yeah. That's my opinion. But why would he go out be of his way to be I dishonest? Think, because, that, Bob's better than that. Bob is a Bob is a, a seasoned professional. Yeah, I agree. Um, Bob is, is the vice president of communications at the Big 12. Um, did not have to call me back. Did not have to... Um, did not have to go out of his way to do that. Um, I am telling you that I, I, he is saying straight away, it is the current members and the four incoming members of the big 12. That's it. Does that mean, you know, and I, and I see everybody commenting, well, maybe they were on zoom. Maybe they were on, no. uh, it, no. come on. Like I, if, if that were the case, I don't believe a man of Bob Berta's esteem would be telling me categorically they're not here they're not like i just don't think that they would be doing that i what it, again and please finish your thought what incentive does he have to do that? i think they have to they have a responsibility to be careful that's what i think i think you have a responsibility in the situation to be careful I, and, and that doesn't just apply to the big 12. i, I think that applies to member institutions in the pac-12 i think that that applies to it's, it's like the whole concept of george not doing media right because george isn't good at doing media so what have they done they've taken him out of the situation i think and i agree i'm not saying bob is lying i'm not saying he's being dishonest bob's a great guy like just like i, I second everything he just said about bob 100 percent. yeah I, but i also think that 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 there's no getting listen there's no getting away from the idea maybe it didn't happen at this hotel okay great they weren't there at this hotel cool great i don't believe for a second and i don't care what anybody says there's no way you're getting around the fact that guys like Rick George have talked to Brett Yormark and they've been in person and had conversations. Right. I'm not. I'm not running from that idea. Well, and I don't, I, think, and I don't think anybody is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that we should run from the idea that that these schools have been put in a position because George Klyovkov and that office in the Pac-12 well, are incompetent. You've put your people in a position where they have to go out and they got to have conversations. Phil Knight's talking talking to Tony Petiti, right? Like, I, is that surprising? I don't think that's breaking news. I think that's what they have to do. They don't have a choice. You can't just allow your university. And all the relationships you have under the umbrella of the Oregon Ducks, let's say, to just be out at sea floating with no direction, no purpose. Like, you can't do that. I, I agree with you. I agree can't with you. That. But, but I also think it's really important to the integrity of these, this kind of information. Yeah. You have to call the Big 12. You have to talk to the – and I think that's why we – I think it's why we tell you that we're doing that. Yeah. Because I want you to understand – we're not just sitting around like, hey, Jimmy at, you know, the Dollar General said that they're, you know, Arizona, you know, Ray Anderson came into the Dollar General. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, it, it, I just think that you have, I just think that you have to at some point say, okay, let's slow the roll a little bit. Now, having said all of that, um, I, I, I still stand pat in our sourcing that, Gonzaga has a verbal has a verbal offer to join the Big Twelve. Yeah, and I think that I, just makes I stand sense, I a hundred percent stand behind that reporting. Yeah, I a hundred percent stand by the fact that every single member I that I am aware of. Yeah, and one source or another, we have been told Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. They have all Oregon State certainly. The one that I am unsure of is Kirk Schultz and Washington State. 
But I believe that every other member of the Pac-12 has spoken to Colorado. Yeah. Or has spoken to the Big 12. Excuse me. And I believe that Colorado has had the, 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 the most recent and most serious conversations with the Big 12. Yeah. I believe the people I speak to. Because they have not been been wrong, and they have not led us astray to this point. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Smith gives us twenty dollars to say, "Do you think San Diego State will be able to move before July first if the payout doubles to leave the Mountain West, or will they still be in the Mountain West if Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State decide to go to the Big Twelve? Uh, I was I emailed with a source at the the Mountain West this week who said that they still have not heard from San Diego State on exit strategy. Um. So. I think I th- I just think that San Diego State's in a terrible position because it's JD Wicker the 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 athletic director at San Diego State this Seth Davis piece where he gave a quote to Seth Davis at the Athletic where he said we're going somewhere I think that was a a tactically speaking that's a misstep yeah and he shouldn't have done it and then they I feel like they were very disrespectful to us in our communications with them I think we have been very diligent in communicating with conference level folks, school level folks. I mean, we have emailed or text messaged or had phone conversations with just about a source at every school. And San Diego State is the most defensive and angry that the folks that I've dealt with. And I think it's because they realize that they probably put the the I don't even want to say the, the cart before the horse. I think they put the moving van before the, the Aztec. Yeah, they put, right? the, like, they I put mean, the moving van before the signed sale of their house. Yeah, I think it was a huge mistake. It was a huge mistake. And, and I see everybody asking again. Um, I want to make it very clear because I think the Big 12 went out of their way to communicate with us today. And I appreciate that. Three members of the Big 12 uh, conference called us today. Yeah. Um, the folks at the Greenbrier Hotel have been nothing short of spectacular to deal with. Uh, Bob Berta, moments ago, called me and categorically denied that any non-Big 12 schools are at the Greenbrier Hotel. And he straight up said, nope, it's just the current existing members of the, the Big 12 and the four incoming members. So... Yeah. I don't know why he would go out of his way to tell me that if it were not the case. No, he probably wouldn't. And and, and again, I, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's no question that conferences have meetings like this on a, on a pretty regular the, basis. And Bob told me these are the Big 12 spring business meetings, which I know that they are. We knew that those were going to be there uh, weeks ago. They've been in, in planning for a significant amount of time. Yeah. So it's not surprising. Uh, Tom Dean gives us $2. Colorado, Arizona. Arizona State, and who's the 16th member? Gonzaga. Yeah. In that, in that belief system, in, yeah. in this belief system, yeah, that's who the, the 16th would be. But, I, don't, I mean, what do you, where do you guys come down on this Big 12 thing? I mean, do you, you know, do you, do you believe that? I don't know. Uh, Laura Weiss, I don't think there is any way they would say on the record that they were there. I don't think they, well, but generally, Laura, and I think you're exactly right. I don't think they would admit it, but you know what they would do? They would, three people wouldn't call me back. Yeah. Bob Berta, the, I believe his correct title is Vice President of Communications. It is, Vice President of Communications. I don't believe that Bob Berta would call me back and use the word categorically deny. 
Yeah. Why would he do that? Yeah, their behavior says that they're being honest. Their yeah, behavior, I, I mean, this is very different. Like, let's be really clear. When you're in this game and you talk to people and you have conversations on a regular basis like we do, it's very clear when you're getting no commented, like, like when it's just, hey, no comment, and then the conversation ends, you know what that is. You, you know that's, hey, we don't want to talk about it. No comment, hang up the phone. But the fact that a guy like Bob Berta is calling calling us after two other people called us, you know, like th their behavior says they're being honest and, and you have to give them that credit. Uh, yes, you know, it, it, I, Laura, I agree. They would probably never come out and say, oh yeah, Colorado and ASU are here. Sure. But if Colorado and ASU and Arizona and all these different schools where they're having some meeting of the minds, let's say, Bob Berta wouldn't be calling us. Let me put it that way. Like conference officials at the Big 12 would not be calling us and and working with us and having conversations. I, I'm, I promise you that that would not happen in that order, if you will. So their behavior says they're being honest, and, 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 I, and that's fine. I, I don't think we need to push some narrative uh, that they're lying or that they're playing games. I, I think the Big 12 has been clinical in the way they've gone about their business. You know, it's, it's never really been a scheming type thing with the big 12. It's been very straightforward. You know, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Like it's, it's very straightforward. So to me, I, I believe the guy I do. That said, my opinion is that I do believe that conversations are happening. May not be at that hotel, may not be on May 31st, but I could tell you, I would not be surprised if all conference, uh, if school officials from the PAC 12 are having conversations on an ongoing basis that allow them to get to a place where That's they right. understand, okay, this is what we'll get paid. This is what it would take. Like we like just need to know logistics so that when when the Pac-12 TV deals number comes out, they can make an educated and informed decision. That's all it is. It's a very straightforward proposition. Yeah, I, I just don't listen, guys. I think very clearly that when you have when you have a situation like this, it is it's always going to be fluid. So um, you know, I think the news today, if you're just tuning into the show, is that Bucked Up is still giving you free Buckshot samples in the description below. And I'm telling you guys, I was, was telling a friend of mine today that, hey, Buckshot is exactly the way to go. I think it is, right? We were, we were talking about, we were talking about supplements and we were talking about the fact I've lost a bunch of weight lately and I feel better and I, I still play terrible golf this morning. I was going to say, today when we lost like 50 balls out on the course, we took some buckshot, and that kind of helped straighten our swing out. You know, you, know? You, you, you get your mind right, and that's exactly what the buckshot does. So cheers to you. Down the hatch, friends. Let's get mentally tough. Buckshot gets six free buckshots in the description of this show below. 100 milligrams of caffeine. It's clean. Long-lasting energy. That'll, that'll help you get through your day. I'm telling you, the best use for me is I went golfing this morning. Before I rolled out of the house, I took my buckshot, drank it, woke up, felt great. Yes. Got out to the course, played terrible golf for four hours, came home, still had plenty of energy. <laughs> you know, had my lunch, still had plenty of energy. Pop yeah. a buckshot right now, I'll be Boom. good to go. I've never felt better. I've never slept better. And it's because of things like buckshot. Um, I'm telling you now, the buck, the uh, buck bars that we tell you all about every day on the show, you guys get the buck bar sampler pack. Again, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and he said, "I hate bars. I hate bar. This bar is different 
because it actually tastes good. Forget what it does for you. Forget the fact that they use whey protein isolate or that they're sweetening the bar with something like dates, a natural sugar, right? That's not confection sugar that's poured in all these other bars you see on the market. No, forget about that. Buck bars are, are clean energy, right? Because who really has all the time in the world to meal prep and who has all the time in the world or the know-how to use high quality ingredients? Well, Bucked Up does. And that's why the Buck Bar is the best bar I have ever had, hands down. Not because they advertise on the show, but I'm telling you, because I'm a guy that hates bars, yeah. but I need them. I'm a big dude. I'm 300 pounds. I need my protein. Buck Bars get the job done for me. They keep me full. I eat less. I feel better. That's why I want you to get a free sampler pack in the description below. Get your bars. Get your buckshot. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Less of us, more of you. Let's get your comments. Uh, Jay Chapman said, Greg Fluger said it was going to light up today. He was spot on. Well, I don't know what was lighting up. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is there something that we don't know about that's lighting up? Because I don't necessarily believe that, that anything is happening today. But we'll see. I, I think there's a chance in the next week to 10 days that significant action will happen uh, in Big 12 expansion. Nick M says, nothing says a conference uh, calls aren't being conducted with the Big 12, with non-Big 12 schools while all the Big 12 folks are together there in West Virginia. Absolutely could be. But all we're saying is what, what Bob Berta at the Big 12 told us. Categorically denies any non-Big 12 schools are in West Virginia. Yeah. That it is the current members of the Big 12 and the four incoming members yeah. that are at the Greenbrier Hotel. And, you know, somehow they thought I was there. I'm not there. I would love to be there. They have a great golf course from what I understand. Nope, just called the hotel today. So we appreciate that. But, hey, you know what? We'll see. Raider Mark. How are you, Raider Mark? Big 12 has been smart about their moves. Won't invite non-members to a meeting. I, I don't. And this is what we talked about while yeah. we were prepping the show today. I don't see any way that they're going to have Ray Anderson or President Randall or President Crow or any of these other, you know, Pac-12 school representatives just walk into the front door of the Greenbrier hey Hotel today. Hey, guys. They would certainly use the underground tunnels. Right. <laughs> right? Like, they're not doing that. Yeah. They're absolutely not doing that. You know, like, it is, it's crazy to me. Uh, Mick A says, I like the addition of Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, and Gonzaga. Keep watching Oregon State, though. They balance out the football schedule with those other schools. Well, and they give you another school in the Pacific time zone. Yeah. Because remember, as we were told yesterday by Ron or whoever, Arizona's in the Pacific time zone. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're always mountain time. <laughs> they're always mountain time. You know. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Ron Loney. There he is. San Diego State is going to be fine. But where, do, where does San Diego State end up? Because I think in the grand scheme of things, San Diego State's a very interesting player in all of this because I, I do find value in San Diego State. I think they have beautiful facilities. I think they are really smart sports people, really smart academics, really smart business people. I just don't know where their home is because naturally I think their best fit, if we're being totally honest, their best fit is in the Pac-12. There, there's no question about that. But what Pac-12 are they going to be joining? And how much are they going to make? Because if we're, if we're being very honest, there's not a whole lot wrong with the Mountain West. Yeah. I think people like to slander the Mountain West for whatever reason. 
Are you telling me the Mountain West is some terrible conference? You have, a, you have an elite commissioner. You have a great staff. You have really good schools and memberships that make up your conference. Thanks. And San Diego State is one of those. If the Pac-12 collapses, let's say somehow, and Oregon State and Washington State end up in the Mountain West, are you telling me that's not a strong conference? That's a pretty strong conference. You're going to lose yeah. a lot of games in that conference, yeah. right? So yeah. I just don't understand why San Diego State, and it's a cash grab. I totally get it. It's a step up. You want a seat at the table. I, I understand it. But the Mountain West is not the worst place to be for current membership. It truly is not. And the question I have is, and if you're a San Diego State supporter, I would love your thoughts on this. Are you not better than lapping at the feet of a dying conference? Because isn't that what this feels like? Yeah, absolutely. It's what it feels like. And that's why, that's why I think, again, I'm not trying to make it personal with J.D. Wicker, but I just think that that was a huge misstep because, you, A, you didn't need to say that, number one. Number two, I feel like, it makes you look really desperate. It makes it, it makes it, it almost makes it seem like you're you, like, there's an impending doom on you in the mountain West and you've got to get out. Like you've got to go. Like you don't have another, like, like, dude, like you're good. You're chilling in the mountain West. You're super competitive. You're one of the most yeah. valuable brands of the conference. Yeah. Like I understand, totally get it. You want to make more money. And I love that. Love that. Love the idea of San Diego State getting to the power five level. Totally about it. At the same time, things don't just happen overnight. Rome wasn't built overnight, as they say, right? So you have to you have to do it in the, with, with the correct process. And the correct process is not coming out and saying one way or another we're leaving. The correct process is to have no comment and have you know back channel conversations that's right uh the way utah did through tom homo with the big 12 the way rick george has probably had the way like uh, you know there's just a way to do these things and so i agree with your take though san diego state is a gem of an opportunity and they're diluting that opportunity by speaking notice you haven't heard from jd wicker too much lately Right? He made that comment, what was that, six weeks ago now or so? Like maybe a month, six weeks ago-ish? A month ago-ish, yeah. Like, haven't heard from J.D. Wicker since. Haven't really heard anything out of San Diego State since. Now, you know, they got busy losing in the, uh, what, the Super Regional in softball. You got busy losing a national championship. Like, you got busy doing things. So yeah, I get it. We're going to put the phone down, man. You're going to have to call um, me back. People out here ringing your phone. <laughs> Them East Coast numbers, man. Um, and it's somebody who knows that I'm on the show right now. Ah. It's somebody who, like, it's a, yeah, you know. Anyway. Uh, Ron Loney, the Big 12 commissioner, needs a statue built in his honor. Yeah, the uh, Brett Yormark yeah. Memorial Put Trophy. Put some respect on his name, Brett uh, Infamous Montoya. Monty, the meeting in West Virginia is about where the Big 12 wants to build the new truck stops in Colorado, Arizona, Excuse and Utah. Excuse me, sir. It's Flying Jays, please. Yeah, can we get the air the, the flyover conference? <laughs> like, can yeah, we where's get the new, new airstrip? We're gonna need yeah. Uh, we're gonna need some truck stops on those local airports. Hey, where is uh, where is Brett Yormark Memorial Truck Stop gonna be located? Again, bro? I still maintain the insult of flying. You guys are a truck stop conference, man. Okay, tell me a conference that doesn't have a truck stop in it. Go ahead. Um, 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 um. And the other one is, well, you're a flyover conference. Okay, name me a conference where airplanes don't fly over. Go. Um, um, um. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? 
Oh, man, I got the best insult ever. You guys are the truck stop conference. Honk, honk. Get the hell out of here with that. What? Yeah, that's, that's one it's of so the funny softest I love it, ever. dude. Uh, I, I, mm, you know. Uh, Michael Williams, the Holiday Bowl is also suing the Pac-12. Yeah, how about this story? <sighs> man, dude. This is a not. This is a no win. This is a no win. So the Holiday Bowl um, is suing UCLA in the Pac-12. Yeah, because UCLA had a COVID outbreak in 2021, hours before kickoff. Right, and they believe they got it at a truck stop in Big Twelve. <laughs> Me, you know. Uh, okay, I'll stop. Uh, the coronavirus. UCLA pulled out of the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And the Holiday Bowl, which has been a wonderful landing spot for just about every college in the Pac-12. Yeah. Took severe damage from that game. And not having UCLA and not playing that game and they're trying to recover damages. And Jake, it sounds like this was a situation where UCLA could have made some financial concessions to make this lawsuit go away, and they chose not to. Yeah, the issue is is that you know UCLA pulls out of this game. The Holiday Bowl reaches out to schools like Texas and other schools at the time that would have been a fine fit to play NC State. And, and the issue is is that they were not able to find someone to play that game. And so... Okay, well, how do they rectify the situation before the lawsuit and all this happened? Okay, well, hey, Pac-12, who could you, how could you help us? All right, hey, we'll put Oregon in the 2022 game to make up for us, you know, UCLA, us, the Pac-12, pulling out of our bowl ob obligation, basically, our bowl, uh, the acceptance of the invite. And so that was supposed to be the make good. Hey, UCLA pulled out, but because of that, we're going to put Oregon in the 2022 game. All was good until the Pac-12 was like, hey, by the way, you never paid us for Oregon being in the, in the game. Which now, the issue with that obviously is, the, the Holiday Bowl was like, hey, dude, we thought that you putting Oregon in was a make good for UCLA pulling out. Turns out the Pac-12 wasn't on the same page. Now, does, uh -oh. that have, does that have anything to do with the fact that you that that you owe Comcast $50 million? Does that have anything to do with the fact that right now you're starving for money and your conference is bleeding out on the ground and it's probably not going to exist next year? I don't know. And it was a flipping amazing game. Yeah. With so North like, Carolina. That's the bigger issue. So, you know. Are you telling me that you didn't make more money on Oregon? The bottom line is, are you... is. Is this really the best look when we're talking about the fact that you, you know, you that you're suing? You're talking about three million dollars here. It's not like you're talking about two hundred million dollars. You're talking about the average payout on the Holiday Bowl is three point two million dollars. So you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, the pack because the look, the way it, it makes the Pac-12 look desperate for money because the Pac-12. Again, the make good was supposed to be for UCLA pulling out of that game. We're putting Oregon in the 2022 game. We're calling it good. Right, and the Holiday Bowl has, in their commenting on this story, has said, "Hey, that was our take. That that we're going to act in good faith. We're we're going to do a make good, and we're calling it a day." Until George got on the phone, or someone at the Pac-12 got on the phone. I'm assuming it was George, calls them and says, "Hey, where's our 3.2 million? And now we've got suits everywhere, and it's going sideways. So again, it makes you look like you're desperate for money 
inside what, no, no, of it. No, no. What it makes you look like is you don't have good relationships with your core partnerships. Well, that's true. That's yeah. what it yeah. makes it that's look like. It true. makes it look like here's another story, whether it be Comcast, the Holiday Bowl, whoever, you don't have good relationships with your core partners. And now you're out to bid on a TV deal and you don't have anybody that you can go to and say, come on, Jimmy, I need a TV deal. Cough it up. Like you don't have anybody because you don't have good relationships and you can't blame it on Larry Scott, although I'm sure they are. This is George Klyovkov not being able to smooth things over with the Holiday Bowl. Mm -hmm. This is George Klyovkov not doing what has to be done to make sure that ass doesn't wind up back in court when you're in the middle of an existential crisis, which quite literally the definition of an existential crisis is you're trying to figure out how to exist. Yeah. And you don't have a relationship with, of all people, the Holiday Bowl? The Holiday Bowl. Are you kidding me? Who is a core partner, who has been a long-standing core partner. One of your best 43 bowls. 43 years old. One of your best bowls. Yeah. And this is how it happens. I, I just, listen, I cannot believe it. Listen, this, so, so... UCLA was going to play NC State in that bowl game in 2021. This story from Brett McMurphy, Action Network, right? Listen to what this source said from NC State. This is a source from NC State. Quote, I really think they could have played. Chip said the day before the game they were definitely playing even if they only had 11 players. LSU only had 39 scholarship players and they didn't quit. So... Not only does it make your conference look bad, it makes the team look bad, right? Like, like it, it's crazy to me that you have, like, you have this look right now inside of the TV deal situation. You can't have that, man. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, like, I don't know what you do with this because well, it, it this this should have never got to court. And now, by the way. A la Larry Scott flying private allegedly and staying in, in Vegas suites. You're going to pay lawyers to do work that you should have done with a handshake and a nice steak dinner at, <coughs> you know, your favorite steakhouse. Wherever. <laughs> right? Hey, let's meet in La Jolla. Hey, it's George Klyavkov. How are you guys doing, Holiday Bowl? Let's go ahead. Uh, you know, why don't you meet me in La Jolla? Um, I'm going to buy you a steak dinner and we're going to work this out. Okay, cool. I'll see you in a couple hours. That's what should have happened here. That easy, dude. That, that's what should have happened. But all due respect. Yeah, we're going to pay more money to more lawyers who are probably going to settle this out of court. And the conference is going to continue down a negative path. And you just look dumb. That's what this is. You look dumb. Yeah, Laura Weiss, exactly. The pack is a hot mess. That's what it makes Precisely. you look like. Precisely. That's what it makes you look like. Yeah. Uh, Mark 324, who, who the heck is the CFO of the pack and why are they in this role? That's They're a great not. question. They're not anymore over the Comcast deal. Uh, Spangler, what's up, Spangler? Good to see you, dude. 3.2 million. That's hilarious. Right. And, and that's, that's the other a, thing. I think that's like, a gift. <laughs> I think it's a gift. Because you didn't remember, they didn't wind up playing the game in 2021. Yeah. They didn't wind up playing that game. And you lost all the revenue from it. You lost your TV game. You lost your partnership. You lost, like, everything. And you're only suing for $3.2 I I think it's a gift. It's a, it's settled this thing for a million bucks and let's go about our business. Mm -hmm. You should have said, hey, 
let's settle this thing and we'll go about our business. And by the way, if the Holiday Bowl were to win this suit, think about this. Uh, Not only are they going to get the revenue from the Oregon game, which, like he said, was a phenomenal game. You've got you've you've realized all that revenue. You're now going to get damages on top of that if you were to win this suit, which I think is just absolutely insane. That that's a wild story. But they probably they probably deserve that money, honestly. But how do you fix it? Yeah, you you you, how do you, you fix don't. It? Well, how you fix it is you don't go barking up a tree that had you had no business barking up. Like you should have never called them and say, "Hey, I want my three point two million. That's ridiculous right? to me. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, hey, let's everybody welcome uh, Harry Austin to the members only content. Let's, let's go, go, baby. Up, yeah, Harry? hit that join button. Harry, make sure you DM Jake, SLC Jake. He will put you into our members only group on Instagram. I'm warning you right now, Victor Wambanyama's dude. I, Bro. You know. Victor's the way. Vic, well, apparently, Victor is the way. Uh, and Donuts gives us $10 uh, to the International Monte Golf Fund for Betterment of Mankind. Yeah, well. There were many golf balls lost today, so I appreciate that. I shot a 98 today. Just take my clubs from me, dude. Ta just take my clubs All from I me. All I have in this world is my balls and my word. Yeah. And please take my golf clubs. Uh, Tom Dean gives us $2 to say buckshot energy to look for CU at the Greenbrier, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, bucked up knows what they're doing. Bucked up knows... <laughs> Good plug on Bucked Up. We appreciate that. Couple more. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, and donuts, LOL. You, you, you laugh, but I, I need the money for lessons. Are golf lessons good? Dude. Don't get me started. We'll talk about it later in the show. Uh, David Kreitzer, Utah should ask for $10 million signing bonus to join the Big 12. Start the new Texas-esque trauma bond <laughs> off right. You... you I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not falling for your Utah trap. I'm not doing it. Can we get some fart sounds to make my day? Rick? Why? Rick, we had gone 50 minutes without a fart sound, and then you showed up. I just want to thank you all. Thank you. Jeremy says, "Endo nuts." Yeah, my golf swing is terrible. Appreciate the donation. He would have shot 100, but. Uh, to manage to escape. Yeah, those stupid golf balls that we, I went to look and they were running down the fairway to get away from me. No, trust me, there were no golf balls on the fairway today. You know, Kelly Parks says uh, LMA, LMFAO, exactly. Sonny V, those were a, those four were no brainer. Cincy, uh, a recent playoff team, BYU, massive fan base, solid program, Houston, a sleeping giant, and UCF, plenty of potential. No brainer. Yeah. No brainer. Truck Stop Gumby says cow turd. Cow turd. Cow turd. Thank you. Appreciate that. You, it's so easy. Uh, let's see. Artie Cat 0811 says owner of a Segway fell off a cliff while riding. It's a good analogy of the Pac-12 commissioner straight off the cliff, dude. Do you view this season as a failure? Okay, maybe we take the pulse today. Does the Pac-12 survive the month of June? As no, it's constructed. I'm not doing that. As it's constructed. When we get to July 1st, are the, are the current 10 members still the same 10 members on July 1st? The dynasty is not over. Maybe it's not, Bill Walton, the <laughs> Conference of Champions. Uh, mm, boy. Man. 
I feel like hot take guy for saying I think it'll be over by then. You think it'll be over by yeah, then? Yeah, I think I think we'll have schools defecting to the Big 12 by then. <laughs> Patrick but. Bourne says nope. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all heard anything about UConn joining the Big 12? I think they'd like to have UConn, but I think they need to get Gonzaga before UConn. Yeah, it's a back burner conversation right now. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Tom Dean says September, no. Uh, Mark 324, sounds like someone had a run of snowmen on the golf course today. Dude. Bro. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, hell no. The eye patch says, yes, the Pac-12 is going to be fine on July 1st. Unreal. I don't, yes, yes, yes. I hope you're right. I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. I, I my If my educated guess based on everything that I know currently and the people I talk to is I think it'll be a different Pac-12 by the time we get to July 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe by July 15th. Maybe by Father's Day. You know, uh, Blue Maple says uh, Vegas Golden Knights or Florida Panthers. Vegas Golden Knights. And Florida Panthers. Dude, I'm telling you, the Golden Knights are, are, are playing the best hockey they played all year. Kachuk. Uh, yeah. So fly a, a 12 flag during the Utah-Florida game. You probably should. <laughs> you probably should. I, I don't know. I don't. You know what my opinion is here on the Monty program? Uh, as as we we talk about the the Pac-12 and Big 12 expansion, and as the Pac-12 burns, Program. my opinion is I think we're we're going to see a significant change in the coming weeks. Yeah, I think you can't forget about the vacations all these people take, and I think it's a low key point that's spot on. You can't have this thing drag out, and then these people go on vacation. I don't and, think you can. And things like the San Diego State feed double. You know, you have like when people go on vacation and I'm sure you've all have experienced this in life. People go on vacation. Momentum dies. Yep. Right. People go on vacation. Uh, yeah. You know, mm, I was going to sign that deal yesterday, but, you know, I went to Cancun and had some margs and came back. And I don't think we want to do that deal. You know, like it's things like that that happen when people go on vacation and are in a different mindset when they get back. That's like, dude, like you got to get this thing done. Like you like. I feel like for the sake of George's life, there needs to be some finality to this situation. Like, seriously, how long does this go? I think finality is coming because I think, and by the way, the genesis of this vacation thing is we've been told by multiple, multiple sources that the, the people that are flying the plane in the Pac-12 want to land this thing before they go on vacation. Like, they do not want to drag this and be texting and answering calls and emails about expansion and realignment and they want it done. They want it done because when you, when you do the job that these academics do, it's not as simple as, well, you know, I can take a phone call. They're on, they take sabbaticals. Yeah. They take, they disappear for a month. Unreachable. And that's the way it should be. That is the way it should be. You go I mean, and, that's how it is when we go on vacation. Dude, yeah. if I'm on vacation, my phone is in do not disturb mode 90% of the time. Yeah. I, I ain't answering the phone. And business does not get done like that. Yeah. Business does not get done like that. P period, point blank. It, it, it just just does not. Uh, let's see. Greg Romano, Utah needs to stay where it is and be the flagship school of the new Pac-12. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about don't, all that. The thing with that, Greg, I, like I understand your concept there. The only thing I have to say to that is I don't know that there will be a new Pac-12. I don't know that... Mm -hmm. So let's say that, that the Big 12 things hap thing happens and we get into this space where the, the Pac-12 has to sort of evolve, if you will. 
You can't evolve on three schools. Utah is not going to stay if there's two, like if it's Washington State and someone else. You're I would not agree doing with that. that, dude. I would agree with that. I think that there is a very good chance that, yeah. I, we can keep playing these stupid games. Yeah. But schools like Utah are, are, are not just going to stand by and watch, watch their, their infrastructure crumble. There would be no reason for them to do that. No reason for them to do that at all. The eye patch says you guys were predicting the sinking of the Pac-12 a month ago. Okay, well, you go back a month on our channel and you find it where I said I think the Pac-12 is going to collapse. Because the, you know, the, the Big 12 people are like, oh, you guys are Pac-12 homers. Yeah. I, you have not heard me say one time I believe that everybody, oh, man, they can't wait to get out. I have said since the beginning, I don't think there's a single one of the 10 remaining schools that's like, man, I can't wait not to be in the Pac-12. Yeah. I think they all, We've if had they had- fights about that on this show. I think if they had their druthers, they would never leave the Pac-12. So the idea that we've been predicting the sinking of the Pac-12, yeah, I think in the last 10 days, yeah, I have grown more confident that they're going to lose schools. I think schools will change their affiliation to the Big 12. I do. But- I'm not ready to sit here and say the Pac-12 is not going to exist. I, I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> Some of you guys' comments about collect calls and where they're going on vacation. and <laughs> Just telling you. George Klyavkov's burner phone. Okay, you have a responsibility here. Don't mess it up. Utah and their, T-H-E-R-E, -E, Utah and their fans eat crow. They need to crawl on their knees begging, kissing, licking like they never have before and act decent and act like decent human human fans. Maybe the Big 12 will take you. After the envelope calculations. Which means that George Klyovkov cannot spell, <laughs> which is fine. I'm, I'm good with that. You're filling in for somebody. You know. Um, Matt Ritson, what happens with Tulane uh, joining the Pac-12 conference? Baseball finished 19 and 40. Going into the NCAA baseball I thought, tournament. I thought you said 19 and 40. Because I don't, it's garbage. I don't think Tulane is joining the conference as a baseball program. I think yeah. Tulane would be the ultimate new member of the conference. Academically, athletically, I think their football team is going to be very good. I have no doubt about it. Truck Stop Gumby puts a bunch of water guns in there. I'm not playing your game today, Gumby. <laughs> I am not playing your game, sir. Gary says, Utah Twitter is in denial. I, well, of course it is. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. You know. Uh, <laughs> you guys. Truck stop Gumby. George's burner phone doesn't have spell check, apparently. What a stupid son of a bitch. Moth Prof says, vacation. What word is this? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, bro. The eye patch. I said this when USC and its little brother announced the pack is a sinking ship. I, How you, dare you? You know what? I patch, you've clearly been more in tune than anybody else I've ever met on the Pac 12. Hey, Cow Turd. I don't know. Well, no, Cow Turd has not been nearly as connected. I don't know how on earth you, I, you know, you need your own show. You need your own show. Uh, and donuts. Big 12 added G5 schools, and everyone is cool with it. If the pack adds G5 schools, it's the end of the world. So the Big 12 added G5 schools, and everybody's cool with it. Well, the issue is that they were able to build a TV deal and add brands. Cincinnati football obviously went to the college football playoff. 
I think every conference on the planet wanted Houston. Yeah. Right? UCF, okay. BYU, BYU is not a G5 school. No. So I, I, think we're, I think we're having a different conversation. On but, Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, we're on the Cincinnati at this point. If you could kind of keep up. Keep up. And Bill Belichick today admitted he's the one who ran over time in the meetings, and it's his fault that the Patriots. Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. Got fined. And from what I understand, uh, our sources tell us it's because there weren't enough marinara meatballs to go around. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do we do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Dude, wait until tomorrow. The new, the new, new from Papa <clears throat> Murphy's. Dude. Now, it's look, bomb. Look at, look at. I am the fat ass now. I'm so bricked up right now. I know food. The Papa Murphy's commercial tomorrow. You're going to just say thank you. Thank me fat. now. Say thank me now. Because the new Papa Murphy's product that's coming out tomorrow. I just want to thank you all. You should thank me now. Monty25 is the promo code at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you right now. Here I am. What, what's coming tomorrow? Bomb. Dude. You want it? What's coming tomorrow? You want it in your mouth. I'm, I promise Whoa. you, grow up. Whoa. You want it in your mouth. Trust me. Whoa. Thank you, Gumby. You're welcome. He says, thank you, Mr. Monty. You're welcome. Whoa. See, somebody understands my greatness about food. I am telling you, the new Papa Murphy's pizza tomorrow, make sure you download the Papa Murphy's mobile app because you need to be ready to order tomorrow. Yeah, how did you know, Rick? Do you work for Papa Murphy's? It's meatballs with pineapple embedded. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, it's not. Tom Dean, if you choke on Papa Murphy's, drink some buckshot and call the advocates. See, what you, See it's like the intertwining and, you know. And stuff. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. But tomorrow, the Papa Murphy's new product is going to be lit. The Taco Grande pizza, tonight's the last night. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, which, as always, is presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online, you know. I love the advocates because they care so much about their community. And one of the things that proves that is that they lead with compassion. The advocates as attorneys very well understand that when you're in a car accident, when you got hurt at work and you're, you know, you're in a hospital bed or you're at home and you're worried about, hey, how am I going to pay for food, rent, my mortgage, insurance, my car payment? The last thing you need to be worried about is, hey, how am I going to pay my attorney's consultation fee? That's why at the Advocates, you never pay a consultation fee. You don't pay the Advocates unless and until they win your case. And you can chat with an attorney live online for free right now, 24-7, 365. Get to theadvocates.com. I'm telling you, there's so much going on in this country from 
bicycles, marathons, car accidents. We saw a video today. A lady driving down the freeway yeah. was driving distracted. There was an accident being cleared on the left side of the road. She's driving down the right side of the road, a flatbed pickup with its flatbed deployed. She hit it and rolled her car down the freeway. Um, 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 like, are you, are you, that's, you, folks, we all understand. No matter where you are, nobody knows how to drive anymore. We've lost our minds. So Yavakits.com. Hi, how are you? Hour number two of the Monty Show. A lot of news today. Um, there's been a lot of buzz going around uh, that the Big 12 was having secret meetings, clandestine conversations. You know. Uh, <laughs> with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, some included Gonzaga in that. Uh, we can tell you today that the Big 12 to us, their vice president of communications, Bob Berta, called the show um, about an hour ago now and said categorically, he said, I am denying it categorically. There are no schools here other than the current members of the Big 12 and the four incoming members because this is our spring business meetings here in the Big 12. That's right. Dave. And yes, they are at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, a beautiful resort and hotel. Excellent golf course. <laughs> um, but the Big 12 is categorically denied to us that there are other member institutions from different conferences, the Pac-12, uh, in the West Coast Conference, perhaps, maybe, um, on site at the, the Greenbrier. Now, make of that what you will. Could they be Zooming? Could they be? Sure, they could. But here's a question that I'll ask you. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, please, comment section, hit it. Infowars.com. Right now, hit the like button while I ask you, do you really believe that the Big 12 would go out of their way? And I would point out to you, three members of the Big 12 staff called us today mm -hmm. and said, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. Now, admittedly, we talked to staff at the Greenbrier Hotel who said, yeah, the Big 12 is having meetings. And the Big 12 is having meetings. They are. But nobody has told us straight away, yeah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and you know, uh, Gonzaga is here. All the Bulldogs are running all over the place. Nobody has said that. Gonzaga. Why would the Big 12, why would Bob Berta, the vice president of communications at the Big 12, go out of his way to call the hacks on YouTube <laughs> and deny that, that these members were there? I can tell you, in my experience, they don't deny anything. If it were happening, they would just not call you back. Yeah. Not one of them would call you back. Certainly not three people from the Big 12 would not call you back. I just don't believe that they would. My, my opinion is, I don't believe that those schools are on site in West Virginia. Yeah. Does that mean that they're not talking to Arizona, Arizona State, West Virginia, or excuse me, Colorado and, and Gonzaga? I don't believe that's the case. Is it happening in West Virginia? No, I don't think so. But we all have smartphones. We all have email capability i believe they are talking do i be, i i believe that they are talking about expansion in their spring business meetings how could you not be how could you not be updating uh your member institutions which i am told happens on a daily and weekly basis in the big 12 mm -hmm. there is a constant flow of communication i think they're talking about it i believe that the colorado and every other school in the pac-12 has made a decision i believe that 
when you look at Gonzaga, I've told you for months and months, Gonzaga has a verbal invitation to join the Big 12, according to our sources. Yeah. I think they are absolutely aggressively pursuing expansion. I also think that when you, you look at some of the other news stories we're following today on, 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 this, on this end of things, this quote from San Diego State's president that, quote unquote, we're the number one, end quote, expansion target for the Pac-12, I think it's another very curious statement from San pause, Diego State. Pause. I don't quite understand it. And if somebody wants to explain it to me, please do. But I look at this situation and I ask myself, why is San Diego State again going out of its way? And this time, uh, it's Adela Della Torre, the president of San Diego State, telling on three that they are they're the number one target. We know, quote unquote, I know we are the number one expansion candidate for the Pac-12. They believe in us. Why would you make that statement out loud and in public if you are San Diego State? What is it? And hey, here's a very valid question. What is it that they know that we don't know? What is it that the, the, the people at San Diego State know that we don't know? That they would come out so forcefully, not one time, but now two times, and be talking about how much they love the Pac-12. Yeah. And how much the Pac-12 loves them. Mm-hmm. How, how? Look at this quote right here. I'm also confident that when we talk about the Pac-12, they need to get the best deal possible for us to get the pro rata share we deserve. I know we're the number one expansion candidate that they believe in us, that they see their future with us. I'm optimistic, but there's never a straight line to success. Okay, first of all. Said Adela Della Torre, San Diego State president, to the San Diego Union Tribune. Don't tell me what you do and don't deserve. You're a G5. You don't deserve a pro rata. You don't. Like, you don't. You're not a Power 5 school. So we can just throw that out the window. Like, you're done. That's it. You're not getting a pro rata portion because not only does the Pac-12 have an inability to get a TV deal done right now, they don't have the ability to put together a deal with ESPN where ESPN is going to go out of its way to give San Diego State a full share. Why would why would ESPN do that? Yeah. Why like what 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 onus does does ESPN have to do that? They wouldn't. So the idea that you would come out and say, hey, we, we deserve, we, we, we've earned uh, uh, basically P5 status. We've earned the pro rata, you know, portion. No, you have not. You have not, right? Because you haven't been playing a full Pac-12 schedule every year for however long. You've been in the Mountain West. The Pac-12 needs to get the best deal possible for us to get the pro rata share we deserve. What do you mean? San Diego State President Adela Della Torre told the San Diego Union Tribune. Like, I agree. That is a huge, but that is the brass it takes to make that statement. I understand. Listen, going to the Final Four, going to the NCAA Championship game, outstanding. 
What else has San Diego done? Now, you went to the Super Regional in women's softball. Got smoked by Utah. Hey, AJ Murphy, it was great to see you. Um, <laughs> but what have you done? Is San Diego State some all of a sudden a power football conference champion caliber playoff team? They're not. Is there any reason to believe that San Diego State basketball is going to remain at the top of the college basketball world? There's not. Like when, when we talk about, hey, where's the bread butter? <laughs> Especially in the Pac-12, it's football. Mm -hmm. This is not a basketball league. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Big 12, you know, as we've reported for months and months, Brett Yormark is going to, from our sourcing, break off basketball into its own business unit. Which is incredibly smart, in my opinion. Does San Diego State offer you tremendous value there? It does not. Do you get a pro rata, which means an equal share? By the way, that's built into the Big 12 TV contract. You don't. Now, if you're Gonzaga, do you get a pro rata? Yeah, because our sources in the TV industry have told us Fox has agreed to pay that amount. Because, and this is, this is what I feel like everyone misses with the Pac-12 situation and with schools on an individual basis you have to be relevant you have to be valuable to tv partners i don't care that you have a new stadium in snapdragon if you're not winning and beating p5 talent on a regular basis that you can stand on and by the way even if you were the tv contract says you got to be a power five to get a pro rata so what are we really even talking about and this is precisely my problem with San Diego State. <clears throat> you are the guy who's rocking little little dude syndrome. You're rocking, hey, we're a G5 in the Mountain West, but man, we've had some good success lately, and that makes us a Power 5 team. And listen, I'm all about striking while the iron's hot, but I, I again say Gonzaga can strike while the iron's hot. They already have a disproportionate amount of the revenue in the WCC, uh -huh. right? Fox Sports again, according to our sources in television, has agreed to pay a pro rata, or I believe the exact term is proportional, right. even share for Gonzaga to join. And why is Fox Sports important in the equation? Well, if you know the Big 12 TV contract, Fox Sports, I believe, has 65% of the basketball inventory. Yeah. So Fox Sports has to step up and pay for Gonzaga, who does not have a football team. Mm -hmm. So now if you're talking about Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, well, we got to have a conversation with ESPN. But what did ESPN do? ESPN put a pro rata agreement into their Big 12 TV contract that says if you bring in a P5 university, we'll pay a proportional share, we'll pay even money to that new university or to the conference for that university. By the way, on the Gonzaga front, nobody seems to talk about the fact that a pro rata for Gonzaga would not be $31.7 million. No, it would not. So it's actually beneficial to pay the pro rata to Gonzaga because they're basketball only. So uh, uh, as you've been just said, a proportionate or proportional amount of money out of the TV deal for Gonzaga it's not thirty-one point seven million. Yeah, I don't like, think <laughs> I don't think that people consider that. 
Like, and I think you have to think through that when we when we talk about this stuff. And again, we try very very passionately. We we try to be as accurate and as educated, as sourced as we can be on this stuff. Yeah. And one of the things I think that based on the people we talk to that you have to consider is that Gonzaga's not going to get 31.7 million because they they don't have a football team. Yeah. So notice that it is it. Well, pro rata means $31.7 million and all the women that you can ingest. It doesn't, that's not what that means. Like, I love that people are like, well, they also get brand new Spalding basketballs. Oh, man, they're going to get, look, they get a gold chalice with all these rubies around. No, they don't. Hey, guys. You deserve what you've earned. And when you don't have a football contract because you don't have a football team, you don't make football money. You, you don't. That'd be like saying to Oregon, hey, Oregon, knock off your football program. All right, cool. Hey, Bo Nix, we'll see you. million. You're not going to do that. Anyway. Anyway. Again, I say less of us, more of you. Uh, Maury Alvarez gives us a $2 tip to say, if the super soaker is gone, do we all get his voice back? I don't know. Listen. Hey, guys, guys. I'm not saying I'm gone. I'm just not here. I don't know where Tanner Plummer is. If he chooses to be here, he is always welcome on our show. Can't tell you where he is these days. I hope it won't come to that. <laughs> Me either. Rainer Mark says, isn't San Diego State Stadium less than 40,000 seats? I believe it is. Yeah, um, I think it's 35 and change. Snapdragon Stadium. Stadium. Could be wrong. Capacity. Yeah. Um, I think it's 35 on the dot. It is $35,000. $35,000. That's a hell of a price for a stadium. Uh, designed <laughs> to achieve... Lead gold certification, the 35,000 capacity stadium with flexibility to expand will serve as the home for Aztec football. There you go. Okay. And MLS soccer, by the way. Uh, MJ Bissett, Washington State, Oregon State, San Diego State. Only academic keeps Cal and Stanford above G5. Well, I mean, they've, they've also had phenomenal success historically. I mean, are we really just writing off anything that David Shaw and Casey Jacobson did? No. Jim Harbaugh, maybe you heard of him at Stanford. Like, they've had success. They've had success. Uh, Monty and Jake Sales question. How good were you feeling at the end of the month when you hit all the numbers you needed to? Did you slack off the last day or two? Did you sandbag the next month? That depends, dude. That depends. Some months, sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, it depends. Are you... Just selling with the intent of making money, or are you selling to put money away? Like, what is your? You know I, I mean? never, like, I never sandbagged. Yeah, I okay. So, real quick, as a side, I used to sell for Yelp. I sold local ads at Yelp. The more I sold, the more money I made. And when you and you're going to think I'm being arrogant or whatever, I was, I was, I think six months straight the top sales rep in the entire nation for Yelp. So, at the top of that food chain. You're making every point, you get points. Every deal was worth three points. Every point above a certain level was worth double, triple, quadruple. Yeah. So I never sandbagged, never. It all depends on your commission structure. If you're capped commission at Yelp, you have uncapped commission. 
I was never gonna stop. If you're capped and commissioned, hell yes, sandbag for next month. Make sure you get to the top level because there's gonna come that month where you're, you're not gonna close as much as you wanted to. Yeah. Right? Truck Stop Gumby says, Rip Tanner, he's not dead. He's not dead, dude. The guy's just busy, bro. Uh, John Bolster, CU is better a better regional fit for the 12 than it ever was for the Pac-10. Moving to the Pac cost them 56 million. Can we stop with this notion, please? There are dudes out there talking about how the move to the Pac-12 cost Colorado $100 million, to which I say, who cares? Because money's not made looking in the rearview mirror. No. All your money's made out the front windshield, my friends. So anybody who's like, oh, damn, look at our money. Nobody thinks that way. I can't remember the guy's name. There's a, there's a, there's a statistical guy who did an analysis, and it says that Colorado lost $100 million over the last five years in the Pac-12, to which I say, that's the cost of doing business. You hired Dion, you already made money on Dion, let's talk about making more money with Dion. So I, I, this idea that people are like, oh, moving to the Pac-12 costs, who cares? Yeah. What does it matter what moving to the Pac-12 costs Colorado? Yeah. What, what does it, like somebody asked me on Twitter the other night, well, think about it. If you're one of their mega donors, okay, if you're one of their mega donors, it doesn't matter what conference you're in because you're a mega donor. <laughs> they could be in the Mountain West. You're still going to give them your money. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Because you want to have Deion Sanders say, oh, hey, man, can I put that hand? Hey, Prime. Hey, Coach Prime. Can I put your hat on? I'm a mega donor. Okay, here you go. You want to, you want access to Coach Prime. You want access to a luxury suite. Yeah. You want access to bowl games. You want access, you access, you're paying for access. Would it be nice if that was a national championship game? Yeah. Does that mean you're gonna stop paying for access? No, you're not. You're a mega donor. You're probably paying part of Deion Sa Sanders' salary. That's the bottom line. Oh, but we wasted 50 million in the last five years. Fuck it, I'm out. That's not how life works. Back to the envelope calculations. Come on. That, that whole, and, and I, that drives me crazy. Oh my God, BYU, look how much money the Pac-12 lost on BYU. <laughs> God damn. Who cares? Can they go back and earn it? Can they go backward and say, hey, you know what? We need that $100 million. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. apparently with the Holiday Bowl, they can. Well, the Holiday Bowl can. I don't know if UCLA can. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are we doing? You can't. In life, in sports, Dude. no matter what, just if you remember one thing that good old Uncle Monty over here told you today. Hey, Monty. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Your destiny, your life, your happiness, your prosperity, your money, them hoes, your kids. Them hoes. All what of it. Now? Let me tell you what now. Those great dinners, the steak I still owe Teddy Wayman. It's all yeah. out the front windshield, dude. It's all in front of you. Nothing good is behind you, right? Like if you're like, oh, look at my, oh, my high school girlfriend. She's so hot now. <laughs> my wife's looking kind of grisly over there. But look on Facebook. It's my high school girlfriend. You, you feel better now? No. It's a big twill. <laughs> Dude, what are you guys doing? Um, San Diego State can expand to 50K if desired. 
if desired. Don't yeah, expand your stadiums. That's the problem. You're a G, not a P. Here, here's another. Uh, here's another bit of uh, wisdom from Uncle Monty hey, over Uncle here. Monty? Hey, Uncle Monty. <laughs> Should we expand our stadiums to 60,000 fans? No. Keep it at thirty-five and sell out tickets for the entire season. I don't know, like those people who lost $50 million in the Pac-12 that Colorado did? Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Oh yeah, we lost all that money in the Pac-12, can't hire Coach Prime. Nope, can't do it. Can't, well, the, the can't sell out, out, right? Can't sell out every ticket for the football season this year sold at Colorado. Man, we're screwed because we left all that money back in 2010. Oh, you're sold out? Yeah, let's sell some more tickets for standing room only. Stop. I've said I, we've talked about this with BYU, with Utah, with Cal. We talked. We had this exact conversation about Memorial Stadium. Yes, a disastrous. Well, we gotta expand, bro. The band is on the field now. We gotta expand. No, you don't. No, you don't. My fucking ass. Uh, look at Stanford, the farm. You have like four people that go to Stanford games. Have you seen the Rose Bowl? Yeah, let's expand the Rose Bowl for UCLA football. Your mom won't take a free hey, ticket. Hey, uh, Cal, what do you think of that uh, facility renovation you got going on Dude, there, bud? Stop. You can't. Whatever. No. Uh, big Dog O-Town. What's a G5 mean? I'm ignorant. Group of five. Group of five. AAC, Mountain West. The smaller conferences, smaller conferences there, Big Dog O-Town. Hey, man, Big Dog O-Town, have you been to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden? You guys, have you been to Super Chicks yet? Dude, the Bacavo's lit. I'm telling you, you got to get to Super Chicks. We talk about food on the show all the time. Our guys up at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden, also down in the Jeezy in St. George. You dudes have got, have you had the deluxe chicken sandwich, breaded, please, with salt and pepper french fries and a custard Pepper. milkshake at Super Chicks? Oh, come on now. Tell me you've been to Super Chicks. Wait, wait, wait. If you remember one thing that Uncle Monty told you, you go to Super Chicks. Riverdale Road in Ogden, the GZ in St. George. Super Chicks, the best chicken sandwich. And why is that? Everything is fresh. And I know in these times, people are like, we're in a recession. We can only use thigh meat. No, 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 friends. No, no, no. At Super Chicks, it's always a big, plump, juicy chicken breast sandwich. Breaded, you can also get it. You can also get it <laughs> grilled. You can also get it grilled versus fried. But you know the best part about Super Chicks? One, the owners are phenomenal. Those, it's a family. Three brothers own the stores. They do a great job. You can go in there and shake their hands. They're working in their stores in St. George and in Ogden on Riverdale Road. Um, I love that everything's fresh. The produce, all the, the pickles. Oh, my God, you guys, the so pickles good. at Super Chicks. Now, when you're an idiot and you get a Bacavo sandwich because you think you're hip and cool, <laughs> hey, man, you know what? I'm, I'm 29. That makes me a millennial. Time to get a Bacavo. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Jake's the type of guy that orders a, a Bacavo, and he's like, hey, can you leave off the uh, avocado, please? Okay, thanks. No, I'm not doing that. What's a bacavo, Jake? Chicken breast, avocado, bacon, ranch, lettuce, tomato. Did I mention the ranch at Super Chicks has Colombian cocaine, like pure cut? It's in. It's bomb, dude. It's so bomb. addicting. Super Chicks. There's nothing not to like about Super Chicks. There truly is not. Check them out. Riverdale Road, Nogden. 
in St. George as well. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We really appreciate you guys supporting our partners. The guys at Super Chicks are fantastic. Uh, make sure you check them out. We appreciate you guys doing that. Um, all right, let's run through these comments here. Raider Mark says, Mountain West, AAC, Sunbelt, CUSA, and WAC, I believe. Correct. Wick. Uh, lots of dominoes are about to fall, Ron Loney says. Well, yeah, because dominoes isn't as good as Papa Murphy's. So, yeah, dude, of course, they're going to He's just a hack. It's fair, says, I think John is just saying Colorado is a very emotional institution that jumps ship at the first sight of trouble. Okay. okay, is that a Joker reference, first of all? If $50 million that you've lost is the first sight of trouble, you probably need a new banker and an accountant. I'm screwed. What the knock on Colorado has been that they are indifferent when it comes to athletics. Well, are they really indifferent? I mean, you just hired Deion Sanders and his entire family, all of his kids and his videographer, right? He, you, for the first time, you profited on your spring game. Yeah. Is it that you're indifferent or is it that this is a new way of doing business at Colorado who also loosened requirements for admissions so you could get more athletes in? And you now want to make money on your athletics and you realize the brand that is coach prime. And so now you're moving things forward and the PAC 12 isn't a business fit for you anymore. Maybe that's what has changed at college. Well said. Could be. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, Ken, bro. Ken Williams, all hat, no cattle. Cause he retired and sold his ranch, uh, but didn't sell his hats. He kept his hats. Right. It just blows me away. Utah has not made the call to the Big 12. Unfortunately, Utah wants the grant money that, uh, that the suck 12. <laughs> so let me get this right. <laughs> Ken hasn't commented on the show in like a month. What's up, Ken, dude? And I the first you, thing that America's best rancher has to say is suck 12. Because it's garbage. My guy. Welcome back to the show, Ken. Good to see you, guy. Good to see you. The eye patch says the Twilight Zone. Uh, Kevin says Mac, not whack. Same thing. Art Gomez says go Aztecs. Go Aztecs. There's not, I'm telling you, man, if you have not been to San Diego State, go get a massage in, in La Jolla. Go down the freeway to Old Town. Get yourself a burrito at Los Coyotes Cafe. Take some tortillas to go. And then go to Snapdragon and watch a, a, a football game. It's a great weekend. Uh, Carlos Nicole's. Nicole? Uh, Carlos. Uh, Colorado is more of a Pac-12 school than a Big 12 school. Most of it's alumni live in California. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so, so wait. We, I know. It's I'm the truck stop conference. And I'm just asking because I just want to understand it. So, so if I'm Notre Dame... And my alumni base lives all over the country. I shouldn't join the Big Ten for $100 million a year. Okay. Including Manti Teo's not girlfriend. Ooh. No, she's dead. The <laughs> point is, so you don't care. She don't care about your country's affiliation. From what I understand, they get every channel in heaven. Um, the mundo. <laughs> she's dead. As I a bet. diehard Notre Dame fan, it is still... <laughs> incredibly insulting that you would bring up Alabama on this show. I'm a man. Especially with the name Manti Teo attached to it. Hey, man. Who cares where your alumni live? Like Dr. Chris Hill, the former athletic director at Utah, who sat right behind us at the softball game the other day. Yeah. 
as we explain the rule about stepping out of the box before you hit the ball. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the point is, when Chris Hill said, well, you know, we're staying in the Pac-12 because our alumni base is in San Francisco. Gotta be fucking kidding me. Dude. Your, your alumni base is in San So wait. So what you just said then is that, hear me out. So wait, if your alumni are in San Francisco, why then did George Klyovkov reject the regional deal that the CW offered? I hate this argument. Well, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. We're going to move on. Blue maple, better than blue waffle. Uh, maybe you meant blue waffle with maple syrup. Hey, man, everybody's got their flavor. Uh, inside sources say Chad Bunn is blocking San Diego State from joining the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Uh, okay, and, and why you, you believe that Chad Bunn, and, and this, is, this is just me now, Chad Bunn, you believe, has the power to do that. Based on what? Based on who? Yeah. I don't believe that anybody is blocking San Diego State but San Diego State. Um, and I don't believe that Chad Bunn or anybody else can keep San Diego State from moving if they really want to move. Yeah. The question is, will they have the opportunity to move? Uh, Tom Dean says most sweets, uh, 16 appearance. Who cares? Who cares? See, and I don't mean to, I feel like I'm being a jerk in these comments. What is the relevance of this Tom Dean? Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan state, UNC, UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, San Diego state. What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? 1995-96 basketball season. Much changed in college basketball since then? Well, BYU's natty. 1984. <laughs> and what a year it was for Jody Davis and the Chicago Cubs. Um, if I said to you that 1995, 19, I said 19, you were two. 1995, almost 30 years ago. What are you, must? Has college basketball changed in the last 30 years? Yeah, I'm going to say it's changed, bro. I'm going to say it's changed. Let's move on. Uh, Carlos, money talks and BS walks, and that's why I think Colorado moves back to the 12 in a month, if not sooner. So Colorado's, Colorado's BS, is that what, you're, is that what you mean? Uh, David Kreitzer, Oregon State dumps the beaver for a cow, rebrands Oklahoma Movers. Oh, what are okay. you talking about, man? I, I mean, I could see that happening. Uh, Raider Mark says, Mac action, some good games. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. Give the man his steak. It's up to Teddy Wayman. It's not up to me anymore. <laughs> it's not up to me anymore. By the way, did you guys see some of the games that were announced? Mm. Did you see some of the games that were announced for college football on the Big Ten on NBC? Now, I understand that I'm just little old Monty here on YouTube. <laughs> little old Monty. Anybody notice? Uh, okay, East Carolina, Michigan, exclusively on because Peacock. Because it's garbage. Nobody's watching. None. Nobody wants to watch. No. West Virginia, Penn State on NBC. Nice game. 
Delaware at Penn State. Because it's garbage. Nobody cares. <laughs> Joe Paterno ain't watching. Well, again, they get all the channels in heaven. Oh, wait, Joe Paterno went to hell. Um, Char- <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Charlotte at Maryland. Because it's garbage. Why? IMBC and Peacock. Oh, look at this game on Saturday, September 16th at 5 o'clock. Washington and Michigan State. At um, Michigan State. That game's on NBC. Oh, that's wait not on. Whoa, whoa, Does that say the cock next to it? Oh. Washington at Michigan State is on Peacock? His cock. <laughs> Why? Washington at Michigan State. Okay, that's an interesting one. Syracuse at Purdue. Let me get this straight. Washington at Michigan State is on the cock. But Syracuse at Purdue, that mighty, mighty, titan, massive, plate tectonic type matchup of Syracuse at Purdue is on NBC. Ohio State at Notre Dame. USC at Notre Dame. Michigan State at Ohio State. Penn State at Michigan State on four, at Ford Field on Black Friday. All on NBC. But Washington at Michigan State, is that the one game where you were like, you know what, Washington? Why don't, you, why don't we preview you joining the league? It's really unfair. We'll put you on the cock. How about that? We'll put you on Peacock and... You want to? I, I, by the way, by the way, and I know everybody stopped talking about this because it's not controversial anymore. Right. Do you think they could release this slate of games if they hadn't finalized the uh, TV contract? Um. Uh. Um. Oh. Yeah. This feels like a TV, um, this feels like a TV contract. Washington and Michigan State is only on Peacock. Hiscock. Is that a good slate of games for his? I mean, Peacock. Hiscock. What is right? You're a child. Is that a good slate of games for NBC? Uh, I mean, I think obviously we're backloaded, but does anybody really care about West Virginia or excuse me, East Carolina at Michigan? No. Does anybody really care about the mighty Delaware? Aren't they like the flaming quacks, the ducks or something? Delaware at Penn State? No. I mean, Washington and Michigan State's a legit matchup. Yeah, that's a good game. For for the Peacock streaming yeah. app. Well, that but see, that level of a game is what I would expect on Peacock. Like, you need to have relevant big boy game on if you're just going to stream. Note, note, the game, note the rest of the game. Every week, there's a Peacock game. Yeah. And there's an NBC game. All but three weeks. And the last one is September. So notice, by the way, September 16th, there's two games. September 2nd, there's two games. September 9th, there's two games. Yeah. So Peacock is never the exclusive home for NBC football that day. Yeah. They get a game. Now, September 9th is a very forgettable weekend in the Big Ten. Delaware at Penn State and Charlotte at Maryland. Because it's garbage. Dude. <laughs> so what's the SEC got rolling? I got to color my hair that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not a great week. But my point is, yeah. I love the way they built this schedule. I think it's really well done by the Big Ten and NBC. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's very smart. It gives exposure to the cock, and it, it brings big games. The games it's in cock. the second half of the season 
bro, USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Notre Dame. And the other thing I think that's important here is if you're getting five, six million to the TV, I mean, if for Notre Dame, Ohio State, I would expect six, five and a half, six million. Yeah. Right? NBC and Peacock. USC at Notre Dame. Big boy game. 7.30 Eastern in October on NBC. USC at Notre Dame. Smokers going and the leaves are falling. Dude, Breeze that's six million in. people. Let's go, dude. Let's that's go. all of Los Angeles. And that's, well, listen, the Notre Dame fan base. Money. Well, we understand that they're all at the Vatican. All the Notre Dame fans live at the Vatican. <laughs> so, I mean, Notre Dame's huge. In God's name, Notre Dame's huge and likeness. in Italy. Bro, the Pope's got it on the tube. <laughs> Again, all the sports channels are free in heaven. God we, bless. We've told you this, right? So BYU and Notre Dame are on every Saturday in heaven. You have a deal. <laughs> you know, I just work here, dude. I just work here. Uh, Tom, Dean, I already read that one. Jason W. Saw Monty's golf swing needs help like the Pac-12 gives us $2. Yes, it Thank does. Thank you. Thank you. It does. Thank you. Uh, Rowdy Every Point says gives us $10 to say Notre Dame can't join the Big Ten when the ACC took in their sports other than football. They can absolutely join in football. Notre Dame signed a grant of rights that if they join a conference for football, they, it can only be the ACC until 2035. I actually don't. That's not true. I'm not sure that's accurate. Yeah. I'll double check that, but I don't think that's accurate. Could be wrong. I am not. I am not. Putting an orifice on the line. LV Seminole got the Pope watching the cock to catch Notre Dame game. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get the, the Pope. No, I can't. His cock. Can we really make Pope cock jokes? His it, cock. His cock. <laughs> I mean. Bro, you, you brought up the Vatican. Of course they're going to make Pope and cock jokes. Saul Goodman says Flacco, Delaware. Aren't they like the blue canaries? They're the blue hens. The blue, like the, aren't they like the blue cardinals or? Here I am. You know. Uh, what's a zoob? Is that a Utah thing? LOL. I don't know. What is it? Who said zoob? Did somebody say zoob? Uh, let's see. Dallas Marquez. Let's go. LOL. Yes. Uh, blue maple. Goodbye, pack. Okay. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Uh, rowdy every point. You're 100% wrong. Maybe I am wrong, and I will absolutely look it up. Uh, I will call some folks and ask, Will what will Kleavcock be watching? Cock. The bars of a prison cell. Lock him up. Uh, the I holiday don't bowl? The, <laughs> see, the, the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? It all kind of there. fits together and everything. The holiday bowl. Yeah. Uh, Drew Christensen. Bacavo is way better than the... Dude, my guy Drew coming through for me. That's my guy right there. That's my guy, you know? I just want to thank you all. Thank you, Drew. That's not nice, Drew. It's not better than the Deluxe. At the Bacavo versus the Deluxe at Super Chicks. It's not better. Mm. It's not better. Uh, <coughs> the big three-legged R-rated superstar. The Pope knows Victor is the way. Victor's the way. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, everybody should have somebody that loves them the way Big Daddy Magic, which is the real name of the big three-legged R-rated superstar, Big Daddy Magic. Yeah. Everybody should have somebody love them 
the way that Big Daddy Magic loves Victor Wamba and your mom. You are not. The <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Uh, if everybody had somebody stalk them <laughs> the way that Big Daddy Magic is on Victor Wamba and Yama watch right now, <laughs> look, bro. Hey, man. Victor's the way. Monty's moving to Sandy. I'm going to go set up at the Harmons and Sandy. I know he likes drums. He isn't a flats guy. He's a drums guy with ranch dressing. I'm going to go hang out in the salad aisle, the salad dressing aisle, so I can find Monty. So I'm getting a picture with him. And we're going to eat wings together. Because Monty's the way. Like Victor. Victor's the way. Victor Wamban. I, like, I don't, I don't think that Victor Wambanyama quite understands that his mother doesn't love him. His wife, girlfriend, side piece does not love him. His puppies do not love him the way that Big Daddy Magic loves Victor Wambanyama. What would I do without you? You need to find yourself a woman that loves you the way that Big Daddy Magic loves Victor Wambanyama. Where is the Italian? You need to hope that your kids love you half as much as Big Daddy Magic loves Victor Wamba and your mama. <coughs> because I'm telling you, I think Big Daddy Magic will not only provide, pay support, um, give up all of it. Big Daddy Magic's known as a big weed smoker. He will give Victor Wambanyama his entire stash of weed plants. Can you do something for me? And I think he loves him so much that not only will he give Victor Wambanyama his weed plants, he'll give him his gummies as well. That's how much he, Big Daddy Magic loves Victor Wambanyama. You need, it's not here. Dude, it's all of it. It's like... Hiscock. It's not your heart and your soul. Like, it's your colon. It's Hiscock. your liver. It's your prostate. That's crime in some states, so be careful. Hugh Janus. I'm just telling It's more than heart and soul in love with, with Big Daddy Magic and Victor Wamben, your mama. I'm just telling you. Scott of Greywater Watch says, I feel the same way about Jalen Green. <laughs> <laughs> of all the random bros, you pick Jalen Green? Jalen's the way. <laughs> Jalen, dude. Look, I know you're married, but she's a hoe. Victor's I, the way. I love you, Jalen. You're filling in for somebody. Jalen. Out of here. She doesn't love you the way I do. Look, I've boiled your rabbit to prove that I love you. Do you know where that's from? No. No. Oh, don't know that reference. Oh, my God. Oh my, do you guys remember Indecent Proposal? Here's $100, let me bang your Bro. Like, do you remember that? What? Look at that account, two, three, three, right there. Tanner, we miss you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is he back? Tanner, Tanner is back. Monty, you're moving to Sandy? Oh wait, you already live there. My bad, so what's wrong with that? Sandy's a beautiful town. Told you guys Tanner wasn't dead. I told you. Told you. Butthurt, but not dead. Tried to tell you guys. Uh, Ken Williams. Victor's the bust. <laughs> Victor's the bust. Victor's the way. Big Daddy Magic, he doesn't know better. He doesn't, he don't know no better, man. Yeah, dude. He, he don't know no better. How dare you? Yeah. Kurt. Ken, same thing. Same thing. I mean, yeah. Ken, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Ken, 
you retired farmer. Or Kiss my butt! Rancher. Big Daddy Magic's coming for you. Boyd Lake, the king of all SEO. What's up, Boyd? Boyd, good to see you, friend. What's up, dude? Uh, J-Rod says his cock. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Big yeah, Daddy Magic does love Victor Wambanyama. His cock. You know. His cock. Uh, Nate Davis. Utah, Florida is going to be on ABC. Well, yes, it is. Boom. Yes, it is. Gary. Manchester United is winning the league next season. Uh, Cam Harrison, guess a Zub is a Utah thing. Thanks, Tanner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy Magic, Victor's a cat guy. <laughs> okay, listen. Victor? Victor, listen. I know you love those pussies, cats. Bro, bro. Pussy cats. Bro. Right? I'll stroke it, I'll comb it, I'll braid it. Holding the dick. <laughs> when your game's on, I'm going to pet it and stroke it like there's nobody's business. Nobody said boo. I, your kitty cat is my kitty cat. Dude. Whether you want it to be or not. <laughs> Dude. Victor's a cat guy? Another reason not to draft Victor Wambanyama. He's Dude. a cat guy. Dude. Oh, my God. Stop it. San Diego State Aztec Warrior gives us $5 to say, why would the Big 12 want San Diego State 60 days ago, but is now somehow not interested because San Diego State is waiting on the pack? The numbers made sense in May, right? Well, but I think things have progressed. 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 My, and again, we've talked about this on the show. I think the difference is, is that, Gonzaga has gotten far more engaged over the last five, six weeks. Yeah. And I think really in the last two <clears throat> weeks, depending on, on, you know, which slice of the pie you favor, which Gonzaga. is to say who you believe. But I, it, it is my opinion because of the people that I've talked to who have told me Gonzaga's got much, gotten much more serious about joining the, the Big 12 in the last two weeks because I think – and I don't disagree with them, but I think that when you look at the Pac-12, you, you have a, a very low ceiling for earning. Yeah. And I don't know how you get away from that. And again, Aztec Warrior, I ask you, why did your athletic director tell Seth Davis, we're going somewhere, don't know where, but we're going. And now why is your president telling the San Diego Union Tribune that... Oh, boy. Phone just keeps on ringing, bro. Um, why is the San Diego? Why is the president at San Diego State, Adela Della Torre, telling the San Diego Union Tribune, "I know we're the number one expansion candidate for the Pac-12." Um, and why is she saying they need to get the best deal possible for us to get the pro rata share we deserve? Um, that the pro rata share uh, you deserve, bro. Where's, where did that come from? Bro, what are you talking about, man? And this is the issue. Again, this is the issue that you, in my opinion, you have people speaking out of turn. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have people speaking out of turn. Yeah, I just don't understand how, how Adela De La Torre, president at San Diego State, comes off thinking that, that you deserve a pro rata. What do you mean deserve? You don't deserve anything. And frankly, it has nothing to do with 
you 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 being some subpar university or anything not like at that. all i'm not hating on the university the fact is is the only rule book here is the tv deal is the tv contract that currently the big 12 has as an example the big 12 tv contract has it in there that hey if you're a p5 if the big 12 adds you we'll pay equal revenue it's not rocket science you're not a p5 you don't deserve a pro rata now now if you want to say something like hey we're coming out of the mountain west so we we feel like we deserve to be paid x amount of dollars now that's not a pro rata share that's not 31.7 million dollars but if she had come out and said hey we feel like our valuation to the big 12 or to the pac 12 in this case is 20 million just as a round number okay great if that's what you think you deserve great i'm fine with you saying that but don't come out here and say that you deserve a pro rata share and that you're the number one option in expansion for the pac 12. Yeah, i don't get that a conference that may not exist a month from now like quite literally i know that sounds outlandish but quite literally may not exist a month from now because the day if the day ever comes which i think the odds are increasing it will but if the day comes when that tv deal number comes out and and it's less than 25 million based on the information we have if that is the number less than 25 and let's say the cute little four corners nomenclature comes true dude if those four schools leave the arizona schools colorado and utah and let's say gonzaga goes with them dude your conference is done because yeah. at that point oregon and washington are going to the big 10 we'll see you later I would guess that Washington State will go to the Mountain West. The Big 12 would then pick up Oregon State because I think they're a P5. And, hey, Adela, they do deserve a pro rata share because they are a P5. That makes perfect sense. So I, I don't – the, the, the thing that I'll just keep saying about San Diego State is I understand that San Diego State has a strike while the iron's hot, but what is this idea that you're somehow an athletic powerhouse? I think San Diego State, you're selling the fact that you're in Southern California and the Pac-12 lost USC and UCLA. You're not in there saying, hey, look at us. We're going to win the national championship in any sport. You're saying, hey, you know what? We can bring Toyota or Chevy or Coca-Cola or Bud or Modelo back to the Pac-12. Okay. Now there's some value. Now we're talking. Right. That doesn't mean we're going to pay you whatever everybody else is getting. But the other issue for San Diego State is San Diego State's not making much money in the Mountain West now. And I think they see a revenue opportunity. Okay, great. Go get that. But let's not sit here and pretend that somehow you're a powerhouse. I think San Diego State has overplayed its hand. And now I think with all the chips falling... That you, you cannot, if you're San Diego State, get away from the fact that Gonzaga is more valuable than you are. Yeah. There, there's no way to, to get around that. Oh, but Gonzaga doesn't have football. Oh, my God. Okay, but why does that help Gonzaga? Think about it. Okay, Gonzaga, be, Gonzaga is a school that TV partners have said they would pay a pro rata share Correct. to. Why is that, though? Think about this. Because Gonzaga is not a P5. So how are they getting pro rata? Well, they're getting pro rata because they don't have football. They're getting pro rata because their pro rata is way less than $31.7 and they regularly could compete for a national championship on the hardwood. 
in addition to everything else they bring in athletics because everyone seems to forget that they're not just bringing the basketball squad. So it's not difficult to understand. And so to me, it's like, dude, it takes balls to come out as San Diego State and say, you deserve a pro rata share. That, to me, is way overplaying your hand. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, to me, when you're, when you're San Diego State and you're saying stuff like that, that'd be like saying that you never got the Taco Grande pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically... I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Yep, use the promo code Monty25 when you order your Papa Murphy's pizza in the Papa Murphy's uh, mobile app. Use the promo code Monty25 when you order your traditional crust barbecue sauce, then pile whatever you want on top. No olives on this show, friends. No. Um, make sure you get your, your marinara meatballs. Phenomenal. You can put them on your pizza. You can put them in your pasta. Get them as a standalone. Maybe you're meal prepping. The marinara meatballs are beautiful. Get your take and bake chocolate chip cookies. It's all available to you in the Papa Murphy's mobile app. And again, tomorrow on the show, the new product offering for June. Bomb. Dude, it's just, again, get in the... <laughs> Get in, the com- get in the comment section right now and say thank you. It's that good. It's that good. It's that good. Rowdy Every Point pays us $10 to say, Notre Dame can't join the Big Ten. We, well, you said that once already. Yeah. You said that once already. Uh, Rowdy Every Point gives us $5 to say, if Colorado is ready to jump, which team of the following would jump with them? Oregon State, Arizona, and Arizona State. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not into the speculation game. Only thing that I would say about that is that I don't believe it'll be one school that goes. Yeah. It would be a group. It would be Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. I think, I think you're most likely will involve Gonzaga as the fourth team. Mm-hmm. And I think the scary part about that is I, I don't think you're getting three Pac-12 waves of expansion into the Big 12. No, I don't think that's happening. I, I am more than once I have heard, hey, it's going to be a one time shot for teams in the Pac-12. And I think there's a real good chance for that. And if you're Oregon, Washington, Stanford and Cal, OK, you can roll the dice on that because I think you pretty much are in the Big Ten. The question becomes, what happens to Oregon State? What happens to Utah? If you don't go now, can you go later? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is you got to have somewhere to go in 2024. Totally agree. So You do. And you're not going from P5 money to the Mountain West. No, you certainly are not. So No, you certainly are not. That's why I say, like, everyone who has given us all this heat on Twitter and in the comments about, oh, Utah would never go to the Big 12. I agree. They're not, they're, they're not excited about the prospect of going to the Big 12. I, I would agree. I agree. Now, that doesn't mean they won't. In, in a doomsday scenario where their conference is burning to the ground, you're damn right that they're going to do what they needed to do to be healthy and survive. Absolutely. But <clears throat> let's not make it out like they're hankering for the Big 12. They, they will go to the Big 12 if the Pac-12 dissolves. They will. I have no doubt about that. And, I, I, you know, one of the other things I think has absolutely happened 
is I think there's a lot of these teams that have said, hey, here's our drop-dead date. Where are you guys at? Yes. And they've all kind of said, okay, well, you know, once the fiscal year closes and the Pac-12, we're out. Yeah. If we don't have a deal, we're out. So yeah. I, think, I, I, I think that's – remarkably, I think that's where it is. Yeah. Salty Drunk says, next topic for fuck's sake. Sam Brand, dude. I'm glad you're here. Love you. You know. Love you. Uh, Boyd Lake. I'd love having Utah in the Big 12. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. I think a lot of people would. Yep. Leadership, legacy, kingdom, leadership. Okay, bro. You don't have to repeat leadership like seven times. Uh, says the Pac-12 is dead. Okay, God good. Bless. We can move on. We can move on. I love it. Uh, Mike Maples, who is joining us, by the way, at RSL versus MYACFC, because he bought tires at Big O Tires in American Fork, which, by the way, we'll announce. I think that means there's only three spots. Yeah. Yep. I think we'll announce those three winners tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The T-shirt's going to be amazing. Bomb. Mapes went to, we should have had the picture ready. Mapes went to Big O Tires in American Fork. Mm-hmm. Bought a set of tires, wearing his big five zero birthday bash Monty Show T shirt, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, bro, can I get a new T shirt?" <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a merch drop. Never. Oh, there it is. Well, look at this. Look at Jake dropping the picture to me. Yeah. And we're as soon as on it. as soon as I upload this picture, we will change topics. Salty drunk. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. Um. Of course, it's not. No, that's not. Didn't work, Jake. Not happening. Not happening. Because you're in the video section there. Am I? Yeah, you got to go back here. Jerk. Scroll on up. Scroll scroll on up. up. Maybe if we didn't have a thousand one videos. Uh, Let's see. Download. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's uploading. Uh Hey. Mike Maples, look at him at the Big O Tires. Look at Mapes at the Big O Tires. Wearing his Big 5-0 birthday bash shirt. Yep. Now, I mean, obviously the choice of stupid hats. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's, you know. You're casual. Everybody has a bad day. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just cover up his, you, you don't want the hat. It's not a Bears hat, so why would you want it? Uh, but the shirt and the Big O Tire sign, heck yeah, dude. Big O Tires and American Fork, darn right, presents our uh, RSL night here on the show. It's going to be amazing. We are going to take you guys uh, to see. And I, I'll be honest with you. I say take you guys, you dudes. You've, uh, today's really the last day for you to qualify. Mm-hmm. You want to get in, you got to go to Super Chicks or Big O Tires today. Yeah. Because tomorrow we're going to announce it on the show. We're doing it. Yeah, RSL versus NYCFC. Uh, look where you guys get to sit and watch the game. This is called the Zag Club. Yeah. And you get a free gourmet meal, buffet style, all you can eat and drink, alcohol excluded. Mm-hmm. You get an on-field uh, experience before the game. You get an exclusive Monty Show t-shirt. Like, it's going to be amazing. On June 10th, that's a week from Saturday, We'll all be hanging out at the RSL match versus NYCFC. Thanks to our friends at Big O Tire in American Fark. It's going to be amazing. Um, 
Rowdy, every point. Blue Maple just making stuff up. Oh, I mean, you, you're welcome to do that. You know. Big O Tires or Big Dog O Town says Big Daddy Magic fanboyism for VW is just as creepy as Shannon Sharp fanboyism for Braun. A mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, Victor's the way. Gary says, What if you no longer have Instagram? Deactivated a week ago. You did. Why? Get crazy. That's okay. You're in. You're you're qualified yeah. already. Gary, trust me. Tr- wow. Trust me when I say you're qualified. We got we got your stuff. Yeah. It's all good. It's okay. all good. I don't my computer screen is wigging. Um, all right, let's talk about Victor Wambanyama in the NBA. I there is no doubt that he is the presumed number one pick, right? Yes. Okay, good. So we can move on, right? Here's a question for you. If you are Charlotte, what are you doing at number two? Because I think when you look at Scoot Henderson versus Brandon Miller, I think there's a lot of value in taking Brandon Miller. Yeah, there is. You don't need Scoot Henderson in Charlotte. Portland? Nah, I think you need Scoot Henderson. Houston? I would be taking Ammon Thompson at four. Uh huh. Detroit? Sons of biatches. My guy, Cam Whitmore, who I think is one of the best players in this draft. Six. I think if I am Orlando, I'm taking Taylor Hendricks. Seven, Azur Thompson goes to Indiana. Washington, I think, takes Anthony Black. Mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah. And then at nine, I think the Jazz pick between Nick Smith from Arkansas, who I'm telling you is the best point guard in this draft, or uh, Juris uh, Walker from... Uh, Houston. Yeah. But I don't think there's much. I, I don't think there's much of a chance that the Utah Jazz or, or Charlotte, for that matter, take a guy that is anything but a college veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I don't think there's much drama in the top half of this draft. Like Victor's going to go number one. You know, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller are going to go two and three, in my opinion, one way or the other. You know, and then I, and then I think from there... You have options. You know, I, I think if you're Houston, mm. you know, this James Harden situation really kind of affects who you're going to draft. I oh, mean, it's if, huge. You know, if James is going to come back, now you got to think about trading out a number four. Now you got to think about, okay, well, if James is coming back, how can we build a championship contender over the next three years? What do we need to do? How can we, you know, how can we operate in the draft? So to me, Number four, Houston, that's when I'd be circling as, hey, maybe they trade out, or and if they trade out, I feel like that confirms James. Like, So there's there's some drama there. Detroit, Cam Whitmore makes a lot of sense to me. You know, small forward, flexible guy. Like, I, I, I look at their situation, and they're a good team. Yeah. You know, they are. I, I think injuries really plagued them last year. Bogdanovich had a hell of a year for them, uh, and, and I think they're going to be aggressive. From there... I think the world's your oyster. At, at this point, six, like six through 10, let's say, I think is where you could, it's really difficult to tell. And I don't care who's doing mock drafts. You have no idea, you know, Ashore Thompson to Indiana. Yeah, I think I that's like, tough. You know, I don't know. Like Washington with Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks has been linked to the Jazz for months, dude. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why I say, like, I think these top four depending on if Houston trades out. Like, if Houston trades out, that could shake up the top 10 big time because then 
who are they trading to? What's that look like? Like, there's a lot of question marks there. So I think top three, you can book it. VW, Brandon Miller, and Scoot Henderson. Those three, I think, are gone no matter what. After that, I think that's where, you know, things could go a little sideways. Yeah, I'm a huge point guard believer in this draft. And I think that the two guys from Arkansas, Nick Smith and Anthony Black. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Scoot Henderson. I just he's he's going to take a year or two to get going. Yeah, you can't and, teach six seven. And I think that Anthony Black and Nick Smith, Nick Smith can legitimately shoot it. Um, I think Anthony Black's size and athleticism make him unbelievable. Um, I wish he could shoot it better, mm-hmm. uh, but he's an unbelievable unbelievable guy when it comes to defense he's a lockdown defender um and i think his leadership ability is is unquestioned and probably unparalleled at the point guard spot in this draft but you look at nick smith 6'5 185 pounds um i think his jump shot is nba ready right now i think he is the quickest point guard in this draft um, I think when you look at things like his passing, I think when you look at um, the way that the, that he defends guys, he could be a little bit better of a defender. Yeah, He could be a little stronger, there's no doubt. But, dude, his size, his athleticism, his ability to shoot, I think his ceiling is almost unlimited. Thanks. I love the dude. Now, I understand my team's – like, I understand my Portland's going to wind up with Scoot Henderson. I totally get it. His potential is unlimited. His athleticism's unlimited. Um, you know, I I I would love to see him be a little bit better of a shooter, but I think he is he is an NBA ready guy as well. But boy, Black and Nick Smith, dude. Yeah. Those two guys are absolute killers. The other guy in this draft that that I think is is vastly under under I don't want to say undervalued. Um, Bilal Kolabi, I think, is a guy. And, and I know it's it, it, a lot of people are like, oh, he plays in France. Dude, I'm telling you. I think Kulabali is a guy that you are going to fall in love with because he is a lockdown defender. 6'7", 200 pounds for a 3-4 combo guy. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he... He does not shoot the ball as well as his other competitors, and his ball handling needs improvement, but athleticism, size, defense, quickness, um, upside potential. He's another guy that I would watch in the first half. I Evan think he's, Fournier was 6'7". Evan Fournier was 6'7". I, yeah. I do not take flyers on guys from France, and I don't care how tall you are. You, so you don't like France, him? Guys from France have won in one organization. Other than that, where have they been successful? Yeah. They've won under one coach. Other than that, where have they been successful? They haven't. Well, that's why a lot of people like Max Lewis more than more than pretty much any other guy in the bottom half of this first round. Mm-hmm. And you look at you want to talk about a guy that that is that's got potential and really has size and athleticism. He's another guy, but when I look at like I think the Lakers are a fascinating team in this draft. I think I think what is, what is do the Lakers work hard to get back in here? Do they are you a team are you if you're the LA Lakers? 
do you try to get a top 10 pick? Because there's a lot of people who think the Lakers are going to try and move up. The other team in this draft that I think is absolutely fascinating, what does Oklahoma City do at 12? Mm-hmm. Because I think Grady Dick is a perfect fit for Oklahoma City. And you look at it, his intangibles. First of all, the guy's 6'8", 205. And I think you slot him in at, at, at the two, you instantly become, I think you instantly become the deepest front court, back court combination in the league. That's wild in today's game. 6'8", 205 at the two. 6'8", 205. As a, and he can be a 2-3 combo guy. He can be a 2-3 combo guy because he can defend. Yeah. The two, three. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think when I'm looking at, like, part of when I look at mock drafts, I'm like, dude, like, y- you're talking about the shooting guard position being 6'8 in the yeah. league now, bro. Like, that is ridiculous. I I am curious to see how the – I think picks 11 through 30 mm-hmm. are going to be fascinating because I think some dudes are going to fall. Like, I, I look at Leonard Miller, um, the kid from the G League, He's going to be a bottom 10 pick in this first round. And watching tape on him in the G League, dude, I think he is, he's not even 20 years old yet. Mm-hmm. He's not even 20 years old yet. And I don't think anybody knows him because he's Canadian. Yeah. And I think he gets disrespected. He's 6'10, 210 pounds. Yeah. Needs to put some weight on that frame, but that's a pretty nice frame. 6'10, 210. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. You know the other guy I think is a, a second-round player that is I think is going to be far, far, far better than he, where he is selected? Mm-hmm. Whitehead from Duke. Yes. Is, is again, 6'7", 6'7", 220. NBA um, body. The guy can absolutely defend. The guy can, is strong as a bull. Like, what do you bench? That's why I say everybody that wants to talk about trading up, and I, I think it's going to be amazing to see how 20 through 30 are picked. Yeah. Because I think that's where you're going to win and lose in this draft. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that's where you're going you're gonna to win and lose in this draft. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where, where that all happens. Nate Davis says, Jazz 9 trade the night. Uh, you see the cute, you see cute the third. I don't know what you mean, man. Ron Nolan, I have this little red heart at the bottom of my screen. It keeps blowing kisses and things. What is it doing there? That's people liking the show. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer says Grady Dick will fit right in there in OKC. He will. Yeah, dude. He will. Yeah. Uh, Why does it matter where you are from have to do with player potential? Uh, Because I think in the NBA, I think there's been too many people getting torched. And I think when you look at bus potential in the NBA draft, I think it's very high. I think it is very high. So when you're a Canadian kid... And you're not well-known and you haven't been seen and you're not 20 years old yet. I think that's a huge, there's huge bust potential there. Yeah, Huge well, bust potential. What there. he's also referencing is what I said about French players. French players are known in the NBA to be soft. There's just no, like. Oh, the busts out of Europe? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, it's not, it's not a secret. And you can roll out this crap about American bias. Like, find me an Australian who has been the guy find him like who's yeah. who's who's the french player that's been the guy there's been one tony parker there's been one mano is pretty good too but he's not from france france no. i i think it's very difficult 
If you are an NBA talent evaluator, it is very difficult to judge a lot of these dudes. I think it's very difficult. Yeah. And that's why I say I think that I think it's it's very bus potential is very high. Boyd Lake is Bronny going to be picked next year. He's going to USC this year. And I do think that 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 impacts LeBron, you know, um, <laughs> Gary, Gary, behave Hiscock. yourself. Hiscock. Dick is going to get in there. Deep threat too. Anita Dick and Ming to the deep threat. Okay. Uh, Nate Davis says Houston still gets the three pick. Okay. And no, Houston's four. Aren't yeah. They? Houston's four. Yeah. Portland's three. Yeah. Um, I think Houston's fascinating. Why would, why? And this is just mine. Wh wh when is Houston going to make significant trades? When does, when does Houston make a significant trade? Well, you guys saw the story about how Udoka is, is, uh, taking from boston staff you notice that yeah. three or four people left their staff now don't get me started on freaking boston dude yeah don't don't it's embarrassing don't yeah that Dick would ass. be hmm. i think if i'm the utah jazz i want anthony black from arkansas i i just i think i'm a big believer that you need a point guard on this team you need a number one yeah point guard on this team yeah and if you can't get and the, I, there's a lot of them. Again, Nick Smith, I think, is great. Keontae George is great. I love Anthony Black. Yeah. Anthony Black or Nick Smith, either one of those guys, I think you should be jumping up and down. Uh, yeah. Jumping up and down. Yeah. I think you. I just think you would be thrilled about that. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. But, hey. Uh, only 20 million population in Australia, Jake. You do the math. Oh, so that's why. So we that's should have a why. bias because there's no... Like, dude, I just you think you have to, ways. you, you have to look at who's the front office general. Most guys in major markets are not going to take rookie college or rookie players without college experience. Yeah. It's, it, it's why San Antonio is so willing to bet their entire lives on Victor Wambanyama. I, because I think it's very difficult to develop that. So, but Hey, how Dante Exum work out? Well, I mean, the best Australian ever is probably Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Injured. Yeah. Injuries but changed still hell his of a career. Player. Hell of a player. Notice, though, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't a number one overall pick. He wasn't a, you know, some, you know, transformative player until he got into the right opportunity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, when we're talking about the Spurs taking VW, a guy from 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 France who, who has this just... Uh, you know, physical freak of a body. I'm not taking that risk. And I think it's a huge risk. It is. I think it is a huge risk. Just like you guys not hitting the like button. You know, let's go hit the like button while we uh, talk NBA draft on the Monty show. Big dog O-Town Jazz should trade 16 and keep 28. Trade Sexton uh, for top two tier superstar. Sexton doesn't have a lot of value. I think that's a that's a yeah. huge issue. Luca for the third pick. Yeah. yeah. Mark Cuban's not trading Luca Doncic. Uh, Mike Maples. Why not Nick Smith and uh, Keontae George? Could be. Could, Could be. be. Could be. The big three-legged rated R superstar. Anthony Black, second favorite player in the draft. He's good. Utah, yeah, Utah needs Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I agree. They need Jalen Brunson. Austin Lewis, I know he fell off hard, but Ben Simmons was pretty, a pretty good Australian. 
I guess. Was he? Was he? Like, I guess. I don't know. Wasn't Bogut number one? Bogut was number one. I think he was number one. I don't remember. I believe he was. He was a good player. Yeah. Andrew Bogut was a hell of a player. Yeah. Absolutely. If he doesn't get hurt, he's yeah, probably he's the number a one pick in 2005. Yeah. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably one of the top centers in history. Okay. So good example. He was the number one pick. I got that wrong. Great. So number one pick in 2005. How'd that work out for you? Right. Like big man got hurt, comes back. Great things with the Warriors. Like great. Never, yeah. never the same player after the but injury. But what I'm talking about, Salty, and what I feel like you don't want to admit is that is that French players, Australian players, basically players who don't play D1 college basketball in the States improve their grit, don't work out to be the guy. LeBron, to me, That's is right. really the only guy who skipped the whole college thing and went right to the league and lived up to it. Kobe struggled early on but figured it out. Like... You look at some of these guys like Zion Williamson, great example of a guy who didn't work out and played at Duke. Didn't work out. So if I'm a modern a modern front office, I'm not taking a guy from France who is a huge injury risk who has proven nothing. What has he proven? And I think this draft is loaded. I mean, I, I don't know how many people saw that uh, John L. Davis and Elijah Martin withdrew from the draft. They're going back to FAU. Because I think this draft is loaded. Yeah, yeah, loaded. And if they if they win a national championship at Florida Atlantic, which they're going to be probably top ten, top seven. I mean that that there's a lot of talent in this draft, but you know what always happens? There's a lot of talent and there's a lot of busts in this draft. Yeah, there's a lot of mistakes that'll be made. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. When LeBron James met Victor, he called his mom and and said, "I just met Superman." Sure, he did. Hell out of Dude, your your love of Victor Wambanyama is crazy to me. It's like scary, salty. It's a little scary. Uh, Jokic Embiid and Giannis d didn't play college. Okay, so you're talking about three of the elite players. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is a freak story. Like, that's maybe one in 10,000 players who would make it the way he came up. Mm -hmm. Where'd they pick him? Because I think it's a great point. 15th overall. Right? And I think Jokic, the interesting thing about Jokic is he's a center that, that has, I mean, all three of those guys have freakish ability. Mm-hmm. And you can point to the the Euro and didn't play, you know, college basketball, whatever, whatever you want to say. It's rare. It's incredibly rare. It's incredibly rare. You look at the number one picks in the NBA draft, college or not, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, they're they're mid or they're a bust. Like if you look at the 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 number one picks. How many number one picks are like legitimate? You know, like I, I just don't know why we do this. We go back and we pick, well, Giannis, and you're telling me that Giannis isn't a freak. You're yeah. telling me that Giannis isn't a freak. He is a freak. He is. He's, it's an odd story. It's an odd story. Tell me that, like, you look at the, go back to 2000. Let's go back 20 something years. Mm -hmm. You look at the 20. 2000 NBA draft. 
Kenyon Martin, superstar, he's an all-star, Stromile Swift, Darius Miles, Marcus Pfizer, Mike Miller, Damar Johnson, Chris Mim. Where's the Hall of Famer, dude? Jamal McGlure. Like, and that's, that's the top 10 picks. Okay, well, you know, 2000, that was that year. And okay, well, why don't we go to 2001? Right, why don't we go to 2001? Because certainly in 2000, after the disaster that was the 2000 draft, right, 2001, Kwame Brown was the number one pick. <laughs> Best player in that draft, probably Pau Gasol or Tony Parker. Right? European players. European players. Were they, were they picked number one overall? They weren't. They weren't. Okay, what about 2005? Right? We talked about 2005, and everybody's like, oh, well, 2005. I mean, okay, what about 2005? How many Hall of Famers do you think there are in 2005? Bogut picked number one. Marvin Williams picked number two. Hall of Famer? No. Mid. Darren Williams? Mid. Chris Paul? Hall of Famer. Raymond Felton. Martel Webster. Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> Channing Fry. Ike Diagu. Andrew Bynum. Don't forget the mighty Fran Vasquez. Do you guys understand how many busts are in these drafts? Yeah. How many of them, dude? And it, a lot of it is expectations. The expectations placed on Victor Wambanyama. Does anybody remember the 2006 NBA draft? Who was the number one pick? You don't remember. You don't remember. It was Andre Bargnani. By the way, anybody want to tell me who the best player in the 2006 NBA draft was? Uh, it was probably Paul Millsap. Because it mm. wasn't Adam fucking Morrison. Right? Like, I love everybody who gets all for, oh, I can't believe you said that. Okay, well, you can throw the Giannis Antetokounmpo's out, but for every Giannis, there's an Evan Turner or a Wesley Johnson or an Ekpe Udo or a Cole Aldridge or an Ed Davis or a Luke Babbitt. <coughs> what about, a, what about a, a, let's not forget Quincy Pondexter I'm telling you, there will be... How many busts in this draft? Plenty. How many busts in this draft? I mean... Dude. 7-10, probably? Half at least. I mean, because to be a bust, you have to have top 10 potential, right? You got to be a guy that people think is going to be really good, right? Because without the expectation, you can't be a bust. People think you're a bum. You're not a... But I mean, is this draft better than the 2015 draft? With, mo with a lot of people think is the best draft recently. Carl Anthony Towns, number one, Hall of Famer. D'Angelo Russell, mid. Jaleel Okafor, bust. Chris Stapps Porzingis, bust. Mario Hazonja, bust. Devin Booker picked at 13, Hall of Famer. That's it. And that's one of the best drafts that we've had recently. Best drafts we've had recently. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many European players? Nikola Milutonovovo. From Serbia, picked by the Spurs. Who the fuck are you? Never appeared in an NBA game. Juan Pablo Vallet, picked by the Hornets from Argentina, never appeared. Who the fuck is that guy? Olivier Hanlon by the Jazz, never appeared. Like, you guys, do you know how, like, we can sit here and argue over this, but when I think, when you think NBA bust, 
Who do you guys think of? Anthony Bennett in 2013. Anthony Bennett, uh, Greg, what's his name? James Wiseman, Greg Oden. Greg Oden, James Wiseman, Zion. But you look at like, what's the best draft recently? Probably 2020, Anthony Edwards, number one. Football player from Georgia. <laughs> On a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah. Number two, James Wiseman, bust. bust. LaMelo Ball, bust so far. Can't stay healthy. Patrick Williams, bust at number four. Isaac Okoro. Bust at number five. I mean, you're being picked fifth overall. Like you, Killian Hayes. It's okay. Obi Toppin at eight. Bust. Right? At like the, Tyrese Halliburton at 12. That's a good pick. Traded. That's worked out. But he doesn't play for the Kings yeah, they anymore. they traded him. That's true. Kira Lewis Jr. Bust. Sadiq Bay, RJ Hampton. Total bust. Desmond Bain. Last pick in the first round by the Celtics. Traded to Memphis. Mm -hmm. Desmond Bain's a far better pick than James Wiseman at number two. My point is, in all of this, and we can keep playing this game, you're rolling the dice on these dudes. Victor Wambanyama has a far greater chance of being a bust than a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Far better chance. The, the percentages are that he winds up back in France and being a great player in Europe than he is ever an all-star in the NBA, in my opinion. Yep. Because he's just, you. how do you coach that? How do you coach that? Never mind the guy wants to be a three. Will not play the, quit his previous team because they wanted him to be a center. Keep it real. But yet doesn't have NBA handles and can't shoot the three. Shoots 20... Finished his season, I think, 28.9% from three. But I'm supposed to believe that this guy is going to be out on the perimeter handling and dominating the league. Mind you, mind you, doesn't play a lick of defense. Mild shot blocker, but won't play the center. Wants to be a 3-4. So I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you. you built, you're built like him, dude. Uh, Alan Tran, Elaine Tran says, John Moran is now John Moron is an idiot. Yeah, he is. Not a bust, though. Uh, I hope VW dominates to stick it up to you haters. Well, I hope he dominates, too. I'm, I don't think anybody's wishing him ill. Dude, that's why I said I'm, I'm playing the percentages. I think it's funny that people are like, oh, you guys are hating on VW. Is it hating or is it just talking about the fact that the guy's got a better chance to be a bust than an NBA star? It's the percentages. Like, the percentages don't lie, dude. And I think you look at the Anthony Bennett's or the Kwame Browns or, like, how long did it take for Andrew Wiggins to blossom? Long time. Dude, it's a hard league to win in. It's a hard league to win in. Gary says VW won't make it past five years. I hope you're wrong. Brent Burnett, VW is no LeBron, Joel, Joel Joker, but he'll do. I guess. We'll find out. Salty Drunk says armchair experts. Absolutely. I'm not good enough to play in the NBA. I'm not. Delaric, VW only chances to gain 40, 50 pounds of muscle. Hey, well, hey, but. Quads. This is the point I've been making. So what I, what I wish more people would talk about, like an intelligent take would be, hey, Giannis had a body transformation, right? Giannis was a stick when he entered the league. Nobody disputes that. Most rookies are. This is the LaMelo Ball and Lonzo Ball problem. 
But what did Giannis do? Giannis transformed his body, right? The guy's like, what, 240, 250 pounds now? Can just bull rush you down the lane, get it whenever he wants to? Dude, if if, if VW does that and he builds his legs and he can stay healthy, yeah, we're dude. having a different conversation. That doesn't mean he's going to shoot 40% from three or nope. 37%, but he'll be healthy. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I think just as a point of fact, most guys bust more than most guys make it. I mean, again, you roll the roll the roll the dice. How about twenty? How about the two thousand and nine NBA draft? How about that? Blake Griffin. I would say that worked out as the number one pick. Yeah, I would say that worked out. Hashim Thabit. <laughs> James Harden, number three. That worked. Tariq Evans, bust. Bust. Ricky Rubio at number Bust five. at five. Johnny Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> then the undersized kid from uh, Davidson, Steph Curry. Going to say that worked out. Jordan Hill at eight. Bust. DeMar DeRozan, Hall of Famer. Brandon Jennings. Bust. Terrence Williams, Gerald Henderson, Tyler Hansborough. Huge bust. Earl Clark, Austin Day, James Johnson. Drew Holiday at 17. That's a good pick. Good Jeff point. Teague at 19. Those are the names you know. But, hey, what about uh, Sergio Lull from Spain? <laughs> Never played in the NBA. Uh, but Taj Gibson did. Solid pick. First round, 26 overall. Yeah. Still in the league. Yeah. Like, we can go up and down. Do you guys understand? And the, Again, the point I'm trying to make is the overwhelming majority of these guys will be average players. Yep. Very few. There might be in this draft... I think you could you you could have far fewer, far fewer busts. Yeah. But if we look at 2011, again, I go back to Kyrie Irving at number one, Hall Lived of Famer. Up to it. Derek Williams at number two did not live up to it. Ennis Cantor did not live up to it. Tristan Thompson did not live up to it. Jonas Valanciunas uh, probably didn't live up to it, but pretty good player. Here's one for you. Jan Vesely. <laughs> Number seven, Bismack Biombo. Didn't live up to it. Brandon Knight. Massive bust. Yeah, didn't live up to it. Kemba Walker. Bust. Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, boy. Dude, don't say his name, bro. J-I-M-M-E-R. The three-on-three king of the world. Bust at number 10 for the Jimmer. Clay Thompson, Hall of Famer. Alec Burks. Oh. Utah Jazz. Oh. Markeith Morris. Marcus Morris. Number 15, Kawhi Leonard. The San Diego State University. Hey, Claude. Number 16, Nikola Vucevic. I guess. Like, you got... How many of these names will be a bust this year? Elaine Tran. Ben Simmons is done, I'm being honest. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, probably. Jeremy Callahan. Hashim Thabit. Did Memphis start singing, we got the beat? We got the beat? <laughs> we got the beat? Yeah, we got the... See what he did there? It's a go-go song, I believe. Andrew says his wallet busting at the seams, whatever with the NBA. Mm. It is. Um, Big Daddy Magic, who hates BYU for some mm, reason. Yes. 
J-I-M-M-E-R was a bust in NBA history. He was. He was. Elaine uh, Tran, Kyrie Irving, a prima donna, but he's a Hall of Famer and an yes. NBA champion. Yep. Facts. Salty Drunk, did you ever think the pool of players in the draft only allows a small percentage of um, players who will thrive? No. Because are you telling me that's what NBA GMs are thinking when they pick these guys number one? Do you think that's what they meant when they picked Anthony Bennett number one? When they, they picked Greg Oden? When they left Michael Jordan swinging in the wind? Ah, oh, it's too many players. It's not how it works, man. Yeah. It's not how it works. Uh, Gary says, shout out to Mo Bamba. Yeah. Shout out to Mo Bamba. All right, can we talk about your guy who's dead, but you say he was murdered? He's not dead. Oh, he is dead. He is dead. He's dead. So, a bunch of new emails came out from good old Jeffrey Epstein. Hey, it's Jeffy. Yeah, good old uh, Jeffy. Yeah, it turns out Buddy had uh, some bigger names than people may have thought. Dude. We all knew that, you know, Bill Gates was involved. Hey, anybody realize that Peter Thiel, tech billionaire, early investor in Facebook was involved, right? Uh, let's see. What are some other? Oh, I know. Dude, just Peter, some... Peter Thiel is one of the biggest financial tycoons in history. Uh, just some guy named Prince Andrew. Just, you know, just a little name, Prince Andrew and his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson. Just little, little people, right? Well, what about David Blaine? Yeah, David Blaine on the list, dude. David Blaine on the list. Like, you look at this this freaking email dump has David Blaine, Chris Rock, Bill Gates, like... Chris Rock. Yes, Chris Rock. Dude, <laughs> like Woody Allen. Okay, is anybody surprised about Woody Allen? Jess Staley. Yeah, I don't know what you do. CEO of J.P. Morgan. Dude. I don't know what you do with this. Like, like, I mean, it is the names on this list. Larry Summers, the former Treasury Secretary. Bro. Yeah. Like, dude, these names are incredible. And in these emails, it what's funny is it's not like the guy was just randomly emailing with people. These are invites to dinners and appointments and... And like events and like happenings. Jess Staley from JP Morgan Chase is JP Morgan is that's a huge one. Yeah. Like dude. look at all that like but you know Jeffrey Epstein was a money guy. So that Larry Summers is on here, Bill Gates is on here, again, Jess Staley's on here. Like these are all some of the richest people in the world. In the world. Wendy right? Murdoch, wife of Rupert. Yeah. Like, dude. That's amazing. You know, and I and I look at this and I just say, like, Richard Brunson. Like, like the names of this guy. Soon Yi, Woody and Soon Yi Allen. Yeah, the names that this guy had. And I know, money guy, fixer on some level, like, did horrible things. The guest lists at the Madison Avenue... Um, Restaurante Morini included Woody and Sunyi Allen, Jess Staley, David Brenner, and Chris Rock. Just I, in one dinner event. In one 
Ditter, Ditter and Ben. Yes. That's who was on his guest list. Tommy Matola, oh. former chair of Sony Music. Yeah, dude. Like, this guy knew everybody. And, and I'm just sitting here saying, like, I know I'm Mr. Conspiracy Tinfoil Guy that the dude didn't kill himself. But uh, you look at these names. This is a lot of powerful people, bro. Like, this is Tom a lot Barack. of people. Tom Barack. Like, Oliver Sacks, the the author, the British author, Ivana Trump, Ivanka Trump, Barbara Walters. Think about that. Dude. And then just the famous people, Alec Baldwin, David Blaine, Naomi Campbell, Mick Jagger, Courtney Love. You look at guys like Tony Blair, the former prime minister of the UK, Michael Bloomberg, Donald Trump, John Kerry, Ted Kennedy, Andrew Cuomo. Dude. It's, it's amazing. You look at, you know, I mean, again, Prince Andrew. Remember, this guy had an island, multiple islands, if memory serves. This, King Solomon I mean, of Saudi Arabia. Like, dude. <laughs> all of the richest people in the world. All of the richest people in the world. Just it, out here having dinner together. Just chilling. Chilling in the cut. You know, like, it, it's really scary when you think about, we hear about all this, you know, the money that people make. Yeah. And it, it's incredible that they, a lot of them, a lot of them are tied to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Because when he wasn't allegedly and now convicted of doing terrible things in sex trafficking, dude was making money. Yes. Because, it, and I don't know, obviously he committed suicide. He was not murdered. Mm. Mm. You don't have anything to say to that? Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah, he just, the cameras didn't work. He just happened to wind up dead. Like, you yeah. know, whatever, dude. Whatever. But, all due but respect. it's guys like David Blaine I don't understand. Well, David time, fucking though. Blaine. Remember the time. A magician, like David a world Blaine. famous card guy. Think about this, though. David Blaine. Richard Branson. David Blaine was the guy that would show up to your party and light the thing on fire, right? So he knew everybody. He was in those circles and was huge at that time. So to me, I, David Blaine, there's not a lot of incentive to, you know, participate in sex trafficking. But does anyone have incentive? Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say. But I mean, I, it, the reach that this guy, had, like, in, just in entertainment. Yeah. Guys like Jamie Dimon, Mariah Carey, Peter Thiel. Like, think about that. Yeah, Tommy man. Mottola. Hell, Tommy Mottola and Mariah Carey used to be married. Yeah. I mean, the black book that Jeffrey Epstein had is a who's who globally. This is why I have trouble with dude committing suicide. Yeah. There's so much power in these names. If even one of these people got on the wrong foot with him, like if even one of these people felt threatened and, by him being imprisoned. And like the ties to JP Morgan talking about how people were, he was at, trying to leverage them for, for his own purposes by telling them that people were wary of doing business with you mm -hmm. because you were an arm of the U S government. And mm -hmm. I mean, like Prince Andrew, you know, is, is, you know, Talking to uh, Jeffrey Epstein's talking about how Prince Andrew quote is now available to make money. What does that mean? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying, dude. This guy was an operator. This guy was the ultimate 
hey, I'm under the table making things happen and I'll just stay in the darkness. And then dude wound up dead in his prison cell. And the other thing, everyone, I, I feel like nobody realized while this guy was in prison, all these people were visiting him. The guest list or like the visitor list is loaded with these same names. And he was still making money operating from prison. That was the big thing with these yeah, emails. But the David Blaine thing is weird because it looks like David Blaine, the magician, and Jeffrey Epstein were friends, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's weird to me. Like, you know who this guy is, and a lot of this was after his first conviction. Yeah. You knew who this dude was. What did he have on you? Or what did you want? What, what did he using? have on you? Yeah. You know, like, in, in Jeffrey Epstein's calendar that Chris Rock would be coming to a party. Yeah. Right? And that a, he had a 7.30 dinner on one calendar entry with Woody Allen, Soon Yi, Bobby Slayton, David Brenner. Like, are you kidding me with these people? Yeah. Jess Staley, Leon Bornstein, Michael Wolf, Richard Werman, and Chris Rock. Who all knew who this dude was. And yet and you're hanging out participated. with him. And that isn't even Bill Gates, who looks to have been a very close friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. Yes. That's bizarre to me. Bill and Melinda Gates arrive at the house tonight at 730, one entry said. Haircut with Patrick, followed by call with Bill Gates. Like. Haircut, and then Bill Gates is going to call. You know, just Bill what? Gates. What? It's crazy to me. Dude, this guy, I, I, I don't know. What are the comments saying? Uh, Todd James says Barack Obama too. Obama. What about David Banner? David Banner too. David Banner too. Like, I mean, the, the, it never stops. Yeah, the names are never ending. It never stops. Clint Moses says uh, he didn't hang himself. He did. He committed suicide. Jake, you agree with that, right? Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Just totally, totally in agreement. Of course, this is inaccurate. Jake is is convinced he was murdered. Dude did not kill himself. Clint Mose says he didn't hang himself. He was strangled. You know. Greg Hawkins says Epstein was the dealer and all these rich people were his clients. Well, yep. You ain't wrong about that. You ain't wrong about that. Like, it's just nutty to me. Yeah. It's just nutty to me that. You have all of these big names. Like, I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I truly think it's amazing. And it, it tells you what money will do for you. Mm-hmm. When you make other people who have money, when you make them more money. Yep. Dude. Yep. It, 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 your, your reach is, is never ending. Yep. Your reach is, is never ending. So for my, for my money, I think it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. Wow. All right. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, what? I'm floating. Oh, are you really? There's yeah. still a thousand and one Pac-12 comments. Of course. Talk about Pac-12. Bro, we did. We did. Yeah, if you guys want to talk about the Pac-12, by the way, hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Um, oh, look. And a transfer to a bank I don't belong to is waiting for me. Hit Y to approve. I should probably hit Y to approve, don't you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this hour of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show in the links below. Make sure you... All right. Uh, oh, wait. Make here, sure here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Make uh, sure yeah. you get the buck shot. 
Six go. samples sent right to your front door. Make sure you get the buck bars. Also, a variety pack sent right to your front door for free. It's in the description below. On your way out the door, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.